this episode of Punk's Talk Wrestling, we get a pretty damn good match between Lord Steven Regal and Ricky Steamboat for the World Television Championship. We get a literally insane Cactus Jack storyline, and the rest was pretty much garbage <laughs> as we try to make it through Fall Brawl 1993. I am R.W. Hellborn, one half of your Punk's Talk Wrestling tag team hosts, hailing quote-unquote from Philly, and always by my virtual side, in London, England, he is my tag team podcast partner, the proper prick, CJ Newman! God damn. Oh, did you know that WCW was purchased by the WWF in 2001 for $2.5 million, and the rest of their video library was bought for $1.7 million. 2.5 for the company and, and 1.7 for the video library. Yeah, the video the video library is is pretty much what the is I mean, in my opinion it's probably more valuable. Probably yeah. But put that um, into perspective that now 20 years later, just over 20 years later, the same company bought that company for 2.5 million dollars is now worth 1.3 billion dollars billion yeah billion yeah just insane In, exactly just insane not it just incredible also just incredible good wrestling it's just inc- <laughs> it's not just incredible it's just insane it's just insane oh man yeah no, I mean, I I don't remember. I didn't really remember much about the about the sale facts and figures. Yeah, I didn't, I, I, I didn't care. You know, yeah, no, things. no. I just I was looking up a few bits and bobs about the uh, the purchase, and I was like, really, there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, a lot. But, <laughs> but as we saw, like as we'll get into, obviously because of because we're reviewing War Games. That part of part of the part of the company, not just the video library. The video library itself was probably every, It was. It so it that's just it. We own all of the tapes. Yeah, and we Did can you, do whatever we want. With, you, but do you, do you remember the episode of Raw where they bought where they announced that? Do you remember the episode of Raw? Oh, I watched. I mean, I remember watching it live. Right. I actually. So, me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? And I, I'm, you, you probably do know this, and I think a lot of people do, but I just think it's fucking insane. So I just want to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is watching. He's got the Nitro, the last ever Nitro on his TV screen in his office, right? Yeah. And he sees Jeff Jarrett making an entrance and he literally points at the screen and says, that guy's fired, Jeff Jarrett. Did you know that was him actually firing Jeff Jarrett? No shit. Yeah, that was like legit. I did not know that at all. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, don't remember, I don't think I remember that happening, but that's, holy shit. I mean, I know there was... I know there's definitely dissension. I, I, I don't remember all the stories. <clears throat> because Bruce I think had a there, great there was a bit of, on it. like, I think Vince held a bit of a grudge because um, I think Jarrett held up Vince for some money or something um, while he was in the Continental Champion and they jumped ship to WCW. Yeah, um, there was there was definitely some bad blood. I know there was bad blood with Vince. Yeah, so Vince obviously Vince didn't forget about that. And, and no, then, uh, it's... You know, and it's really yeah. fun. I mean, there's a lot of that. You know, we all we say we say it every every time. Say what you want to say about the guy and and the things that he's done, from the perspective of the business, and and the way like everything I've always heard 
from from other people like he really took things personally like oh he yeah really really did take a lot of those things personally yeah. you know hogan the fact that hogan like the fact that hogan went to wcw at all that was one of the first big ones like he didn't you know there was there was you know the guys that weren't like the top stars that weren't big you know that made promises but like hulk hogan you know the, the story goes as the story goes hogan promised vince that he was done with wrestling when he retired he was done with wrestling he was never going to do anything yeah and then he turned and then you know what is it, two three years later two years later he's shows up in wcw it it literally like it's it's a betrayal like yeah, Vince, uh, Vince McMahon it, has Vince McMahon has legitimately been betrayed by Vince a McMahon has of feelings, man. Yeah, I mean he is still a human being. He might he might have done really shitty things to people. Yeah, yeah. He might have he might be kind of a you know scumbag in in ways. Um, I'm never going to deny the things that are true. Yeah, you know the things that are true that are true. But the fact is, like it is what I'm what I'm getting at is fascinating to me when I hear those stories about. Like how, how much the, how much some of these guys took it personally, you know, because it really was, this was his father's company. Like this was, this was his entire life, his existence. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and these, and most of the other guys, a lot of other people are just not, they don't look at it that way. Like even the guys that were professional wrestlers, that wrestlers that started their own, you know, that were wrestlers and ran their own promotions. Yeah. Like he, well, well. Here's put it put a proof. He had great respect for Dusty Rhodes. Oh yeah, you know, big time. To, you know, and you, people might people might think that you know that, and and I know there's there might be some conflicting stories about about things with the you know with the 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 character that they gave him for Dusty and the gimmick and the polka dots and everything. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man, I loved it. I love Dusty Rhodes. My only my introduction to Dusty Rhodes is fucking polka dot. Dancing, you know, him dancing and Yeah, for some people that's gonna be their big memories of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah, it was and and if people thought if people thought that was wrong, if they thought that was if they thought that was the wrong thing to do, well I'm I'm here to say that they're wrong. I it was the right thing to do for to for a kid because because how else are you gonna portray Dusty Rhodes in the WWF to yeah. a, to a kid, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to to the core the core audience who are children, yeah, WWF, and that's always been the diff, that's always been one of those big differences. It's weird because and there you see it in video games too. Like I, I I've always been so I love Nintendo because Nintendo Nintendo I'll always be a Nintendo kid because and their Nintendo has always said they are geared their platforms more towards children. That's why they never had all the Call of Duty and yeah, all those yeah, games yeah. where it's just shooting. Like they, they didn't, they, it was, it was tough to even for them to release Goldeneye, you know, yeah. on, on <laughs> that, but they were ne they always were geared towards, towards the kids. And that was, and, that was WWF in the eighties, man. And that yeah. was WWF in the eighties. So how are you, so you can't, you can't really, the dusty roads of, of, of the NWA and and in the WCW, you can't really put him here. No, like, and bottom line is, I loved him as a kid. I was I was a big fan of Dusty Rhodes because of because that's what I saw. I I probably would not have been a fan of Dusty Rhodes if I had seen his earlier matches. Right, exactly. As a kid, probably because it would have scared the shits out of you. Probably would have scared the shit out of me. I was yeah. like, I don't want to <laughs> see a bunch of bunch of guys just running around busting each other open. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. Um, but the library, the library and the, well, this, what I was getting to, what we were getting to five <laughs> minutes ago was the, when they bought that, when they bought that, they bought all the, you know, they bought the rights to all of the things like, like bash at the beach, like great, or great American bash or oh, whatever, yeah. and, and all the, a starcade. And rem, remember they, they did a starcade. They did like one starcade and everybody was like, nah, don't do, don't use starcade. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but they, but they uh, got it's good. They got they, war games. They got war games. Um, yeah, it's a good thing they did buy all those because now they've they've obviously used a lot of them since, and uh, yeah. yeah, they've obviously gone on to use war games. And uh, and in I, fact, I really love. Go ahead. What? Go I, ahead. I, no, I was about I, to make I, a segue, but you stop. were about to make another point. That's the thing. No, I was gonna. No, I was gonna say. I love that. I love that they. I love that they really did perfect. They did perfect it. You know. Yeah. 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 They took. When you look at when you look at it before we we said this off air, but like the ceiling in the war games was one of the biggest problems, and you know because Brian Pil- like Sting broke Brian Pillman's neck, right? That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the cage on the top made it worse. Yeah, um, and it was so low as well. And I love, but so I love the fact that WWE had the opportunity, and they had, and they used it, and they the fact that they used it in NXT first yeah. was so smart. Yeah, because yeah. Because during that era, because that was during the era that they were, they were, you know, NXT. That was probably, I mean, it was definitely one of my favorite eras uh, of NXT. Oh, big time, yeah. They, yeah, um, I think its debut was during the pan. No, it wasn't during the pandemic. Oh! No, it was during the pandemic. Wait, hold on. I need to look this up. It was, um, well, yeah, I guess it would have been. Um, I totally yeah. forgot. I totally forgot the thing that I was going to add to the intro. Now I just I just remembered it, and I'm like, oh fuck! I wish I would have put that in there. <laughs> good. Uh, first ever War Games match. Uh, no, it was way before the pandemic. It was the Undisputed Era versus uh, Sanity. Wow, yeah, that was the first. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's old school. 2017. Sanity? Sanity was great. Yeah, we've had a. We've had a. Well, we had. Yeah, we've had. Fuck. There have been um. Ten. Well, 11, this is the 13th, no, the, the 12th and 13th um, War Games. No, fuck me. 11th and 12th <laughs> War Games matches that are happening this coming weekend. So, Yes, yeah. because we're do- because they're doing two. Yeah. We have two each year. Yeah. Women's and men's. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> so that's what, yeah, well, that's what we're talking about today. That's we're it. about War Games. We're talking about um, Full Brawl 993. War Games. Yes. The match beyond. The match beyond. Yeah. Oh, do I? What am I? What am I missing? Fuck! I'm missing my gum again. Oh, Jesus. Ah, Jesus Christ! Hold on one second. Every always, week. Always Where is it this time? In the garage? Always with the gum. No, I think it's just upstairs. Hold okay. on. Upstairs. I know. Give the Patreon to some little something right off. See, I know his house. He says upstairs. He actually means like there's like five steps to get up to the next floor of his house. Don't feel too sympathetic for him. It's like five stairs. Probably in the kitchen or something. Right there, it's right there. I know, I know, I know his house. Um, Patreon, yeah, you can join us on Patreon. Um, uh, Punk's Talk Wrestling, and you can uh, uh, on Instagram as well. Punk's Talk Wrestling, you can find us there too. Um, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Punk, just Google Punk's Talk Wrestling. You'll kind of actively kind of find us. I guess anywhere. we'll see how I guess we'll see how this goes. This is going to be a a, a gumless a episode. Gumless episode. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's all downhill 15, from here, man. No gums. No gums. But uh but I got but I got liquid. 
I got I got my coffee. I got a uh, raspberry so, um, lime. Raspberry lime what? Ras raspberry lime. Uh, raspberry lime seltzer. Oh, seltzer. It's just a, it's generic. Uh, it's the generic uh, Ginardi or not uh, giant brand uh, uh, seltzer. Yeah, is that giant yeah, still we, near we you? It's still open, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah, that, that's our that's our typical uh, grocery store. Well, actually, we've started we actually started buying groceries from the from the grocery warehouse at the oh. farmers market oh. uh, in Quakertown. If, if did you did we take you to the farmers didn't, market? Didn't know, but I know about it. I, I okay, definitely we, know about it, but I definitely want to go there. Um, no, okay, I, I, yeah. I visited the giant about like four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Dunkin' Donuts oh, yeah. a little further down the road too. Yep. Yep. That's yep. right. And um, there, uh, yeah, yeah, we've got it. We've definitely got to take you uh, to, to uh, the Q Mart when yeah. you, when you come out for WrestleMania. Hell fucking um, yeah. Yeah. We found that they have, they have a grocery outlet basically. Oh. And, now, granted, a lot of the stuff is like there's some like dented cans and they and that's it's okay, like stuff though. that's like almost ready to expire. And, right. And we're but the other day we got we got literally four bushels of banana bushels of bananas. Is that right? Um, a bushel? Bunches. Bunches of bunches. Bananas. Yeah. Bunch. Is that really it? That's really what it's called. It's, it's a bunch of bananas, bananas, right? Yeah. Uh, is it really? It's called a bunch of. I never. I never thought of what a what a grouping of bananas are called. Uh, I'll Google it. You carry on. Yeah. So they were. They literally gave, were giving away bananas for free. What? Just, just fucking free bananas. I have. And I said to Adrienne, I was like, "How is that possible?" And she's like, "I don't know. They were just out there." And I asked them how much the bananas were, and they're like, "Oh, those bananas are free." Damn. So, and and they were well, they were not. They weren't very ripe. They had to, they still had to ripen, but what? Who cares? That unripened bananas are better than old, you know, old Roddy Brown bananas. It was just crazy that they have, and they have so many items that we would typically buy, just reduced price. Like those power, like those um, those Cliff Bars that I that I yeah yeah, eat, uh, yeah that I eat. They had a they had like a box of them. I forget what it came out to. Buying them at the Giant, they cost like a dollar and a quarter each. It's like it's like ten bot ten bucks for a box of eight, and they had they had a box of twelve for five bucks. It's Shit. like everything there is so is so That's freaking amazing. inexpensive. Yeah, and you just you know it's like it's um, I don't know if it's called out there, but we call it cash and carry. Um, okay. It's basically a place where if you ran a restaurant or a business like that does food. Yeah, you you go out to a place called like a cash and carry, and you get everything kind of like, uh, like a not a discount, but like excluding VAT, basically. Do you know what VAT is? That's not even a thing in America, I, is it? Oh, I don't shit. know what VAT. Well, I don't know what VAT. We might have a similar thing. Is um, that like a? It's, um, let me find out what VAT stands for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got. Also, um, hold on. Uh, no, is that like the? That's not the equivalent of like food stamps or like, uh, or like value. A, uh, it's it's tax without tax. Va- but we call it VAT is value added tax. Oh, yeah. We we have a thing over here called VAT, which is like 17.5%. It might be more than that now. Whoa, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, 17.5% for what? For for like, um, wait, let me see how much, how much. Holy UK. fuck, yeah. 20%. Wanna... Fuck that. It's 
20 you have a 20 percent tax trade standard rate 20 percent of vat applies to most goods and services and we have a reduced rate of five percent on like um some things like children's car seats and home energy okay and then we have zero rate on things like uh oh okay most food and children's Those clothes. Food, yeah, we. I think. We I think a lot of there are some food items that we have. Yeah. There are some things. You know what? Actually, I can't. I can't say that for certain. I. I don't know. And at this point, I'm sure they're probably not. Um, we have. You know, we have like assistance programs for. Uh, you know, for for people that. Same. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, percent fucking tax. Man, yeah. On everything. I'm yeah. just. It used to be seventeen point five. Don't get a Tory government not to lean this. What uh, the, f- this, what the uh, fuck is it? What what do they what do they do with that? By the what way, a Tory the, government is... would be a um, Republican government. Just okay. Know. Yeah, don't get one of them. Um, don't get yeah. Well, we yeah. Well, well yeah. This is punks. This is punks talk wrestling. It's not punks talk politics. Yeah. Maybe that's a that's a different that's a different podcast. That we could, uh, <laughs> but just so you know, we... by the way, uh, a bushel. Is um, well, it is a bunch of bananas. That's how you would describe oh, a, a banana. A, a but bushel. A bushel, technically. Um, get this: a bushel is a measure of a capacity of eight gallons in in the UK, and a measure of capacity equal to sixty four pints in uh, in America. So why? I don't know. And it's they, it's why? always used to describe. Uh, 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 corn, fruit, and liquids, apparently. <laughs> but I'd never say that I picked up a, a bushel of beer. <laughs> yeah, what? More dumb shit. Yeah. More dumb words that we use for dumb things. Yeah, like, there's another one. Um, oh, uh, there was a, oh, dude, there was a great SNL skit, though. <laughs> there was a great SNL skit that we saw the other day from... Uh, about like uh, the settlers of America and 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 or whatever they were they were you know going through the revolution and war, going through revolution and how they were going to make America you know America is going to be this wonderful nation of freedom All where right, yeah. where we're going to measure where we're going to measure things in feet and yards <laughs> and miles and, and like and it was just and it was just the ludicrous nature of of our measuring system of. <laughs> You know the fair. What are you going to use for temperature? We're well, going to use Fahrenheit, and it'll be well. What's freezing? Nobody knows. What What's the boiling point in Fahrenheit? Nobody knows what it is. Yeah. It's like how many how many feet are in a month? Nobody knows. See Celsius, no. man. When it gets fr- the point of freezing is zero. Zero to a hundred. Yeah, it's so easy. That's right. It freezes. It freezes, freezes at zero. zero. And, boil- and and it gets and colder it, at minuses, and that's it. Yeah, it gets even colder than that. Yeah. yeah. And you now, guys, what, got, what's freezing? Got, we've point got water. For you? We've got water freezing at 32 degrees. <laughs> Why? See, my 32 degrees is a really hot summer's day. Yeah. And, and, and now there was, there was some, I looked up, I looked it up one time because I just needed to. And, and of course the information just goes, blows right out your head as soon as, because you realize it's just fucking absurd. It is dumb. It's, there, there was some scientific reason why they were using it. Like zero Fahrenheit is something, but to something but it's but it's not anything that anybody else in the entire fucking world uses exactly so why do we do this and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stop yeah yeah it's so it i'll uh we'll we'll link to the we'll 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 link to the we'll link to it 
on our Patreon, like we never do. We'll, we'll, do, we'll say we're going to link to something that we never link to, uh, unless someone asks us to. Yeah, just go check out SNL. There's a sketch, and you'll find it. Um, it's hilarious. Um, SNL's been doing. I will say this: Saturday Night Live has been has been definitely on a good uptick. I like. I know they go through peaks and valleys, just like wrestling. Just like wrestling. I was about to say, just like wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, this is, and I think, <laughs> I think as a quick as a quick uh, a quick turn. That's how we go. That's how we get into the ups, the peaks and valleys of wrestling. And I think the '90s were. Oh Jesus Christ! Ah, um, the '90s were kind of a, kind of a valley. Uh, well, the start was a valley, and the end was a peak. Um, but there were still things in that peak which yeah. were valleys. Uh, just so the <coughs> viewing, oh, well, they don't view the listening audience know. I'm sick. I have a little bit of a flu. Um. Now the cold part of the flu, you know, where the flu is uh, gone, but yeah. now you just feel like absolute, like, Rikishi's just, asshole. Yeah. Um, and, yep. uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you just got, yeah, you just got the uh, rear-ended. Yeah, and I'll tell you something as well. I, I just, um, I I literally, just, so earlier this week, I think I told you, but I, I sliced my thumb open. Um, yes i remember yes so Um, i I went to hospital and got that patched up i literally live on air as we speak uh took off the um the little kind of i don't know what to call them but they were like little pieces of fabric that went over the wound when they shut it up oh the little like butterfly the butterfly bandage yeah kind of things yeah um i just took because they were falling off anyway so i've taken them off yeah, and, 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 um, and your thumb didn't immediately just bust open. Yeah, we're again. good. We're good. I'm not busted That's wide good. open, as Jr. would oh. say. Speaking of busted open, do, oh, do we want to even talk Jesus about this? Christ. Do we want to even talk about that, or do we just want to say we're never watching AEW? Again? <laughs> like, I think we're gonna. Yeah, we're just. You know, something yeah. happened on the most recent AEW pay per view that both me and Ralph it, have spoken anybody, about. Anybody, anybody that's listening, anybody that watched it knows knows the whole knows what happened. It involves and that's, drinking blood and not in the cool gangrel way. And, it's, um, well, it was just, it, it was just so, it was too far. It's too far. It was just, it was just I've so. I've seen Deathmatch stuff before. That was, that was just a step too far. It, I don't understand why, th- I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, that's not I, even I, worth talking about. At the end of the day, it's It really is. I can't, I, all, and... I, all I can say is it was, it was truly, it was truly disgusting. It truly turned me off to ever giving a shit about anything that Never. happens I don't over even there just, now, like, it lit, yeah same like I said to you just, it, it's uh, turned you know, me off you, from you, ever you, wanting to try again yeah I'm done I'm completely done I will never watch AEW because of because of that match yeah, yeah. just just plain and simple coolest I'm, snowflakes like, I don't sorry, care sorry it, not sorry gross. to anybody but it, it's not a, yeah and it's not a, it's just it's just not a pro. It's just wrong. It's just, it's just not. Wrong. It's, Some things are just, just straight much. up wrong, aren't they? And that's that was not, one of And them. that's not something that. Yeah. It's just. It's just too far. Yeah. And if and if they don't get, I I've heard. I mean I've I've seen articles that you know that a number of it turned a number of a, even like AEW hardcore fans off. Yeah. And and good. It should like that. That's just. It's just unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. And if and if you thought that was cool then just See stop listening to our podcast right now because we're going to, because we're only going to shit on it more and more. <laughs> um, yeah. So that happened. Yeah, um, that happened. But talking of, um, uncalled things in wrestling, 
We watched Full Brawl 1993 <laughs> for WCW Full Brawl. Full Brawl. Yes, we. Yeah, we certainly did. Yeah, you want to get? Yeah, you want to get right into it? Let's get right into it. Let me get the 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 um wikipedia page um oh i've got i've got it up i've got it up already if you uh, want you to, uh, i'll give you i'll give you some background we'll give a background while you put while you get up while you get it up uh, for the stats fall brawl was uh, was fall brawl 93 was the inaugural fall brawl professional was wrestling pay-per-view oh, yeah, you're it right. was shoot very yeah. first fall brawl for world championship wrestling took yeah. place on september 19th 1993 from the astro arena in houston texas uh with attendance yeah, of is... six thousand, which i just don't believe <laughs> Uh, you mean you think that's high or low? That's so high. It's, I don't know. Six, when I look at, when you look at it again, that 6,000 does kind of seem reasonable. Here's two things. Here's two things. All night, well, no, in the first match, they kept saying sell out crowd. I'm sorry, oh, that's, but they, they did. There was, I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about. No, there was an entire section like on the, off the, 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 there was that, but the seats were red, and literally while he was saying a set-out crowd behind the ring where the camera was facing, you could see shitloads of shiny red chairs, and they were there all night. There were loads of them dotted around the entire arena all night long. And, but, you know, I wonder, I, the, I, and, and, and I'm not going to, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly plausible that, you know, professional wrestling organizations inflate their numbers. Um. Yeah, they could. They might have been just. They might have just been saying it's a sellout crowd because, because here's here's what they can do. They can stop selling tickets, yeah. and if there's no more tickets available, then it is sold out. Yeah. If they only make, even if it's a if it's a six thousand uh, seat arena, and they only make five hundred tickets available and sell those five hundred tickets, it's still a sellout. Yeah. But it's not. But it's not. But the arena's not full. So there. So I'm sure there were creative ways where they might skirt the line of of what it yeah, means. Yeah, I think to this be is, a if it's in the modern day, they definitely would have wouldn't have said they can't. Ju- they can't just say that. Yeah, by while, yeah, you can't just yeah. say shit like that. You can't and, just, yeah. uh, but there were there were times when they would pan the when they would be when uh, some of the cameramen at ringside would turn around or you'd see the opposite side. There was an entire section that was empty. Yeah, totally. So I mean, hey, let's just let's. People want to give people want to give WWE shit all the time when they sort of inflate their uh, inflate their numbers. But let's be honest, everybody's been doing it since probably forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit. We we inflate we inflate our numbers when we tell people how many people were at the show. Yeah. I I count the bartenders and the, and the sound guy when I'm like, yeah, there were there were 140 people there. You know. Including the bartenders and the barbacks and the sound guy and the cook <laughs> and the other and, bands, you know, and the bands and the other bands. I'm like, you asked me how many people were there. You didn't ask me how many people <laughs> paid. You know, nobody pays. Nobody pays to see us. So um, yeah, we had um, uh, Tony Schiavone. Shiv- I always fuck his name up. Tony Schiavone. 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 They. Yeah. I mean, I've heard Shivone. it. I've heard it. Schiavone or. Um, and uh, Jesse yeah. Ventura. Oh, no. Yeah, and let's mm. whew, let's mm. just let's just say right off the bat, Jesse Ventura could definitely not be an announcer today. Oh my um, god, so bad. His there were so I mean there were so many. Let's just let, let's just put it out there now. There were so many things when you look back at the early nineties and like, oh, he dude. said some. There was one point in the main event they literally he, cut his mic off. 
Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, is that what happened? That's. Is that what happened? I. I kind of caught that he just sort of stopped talking all, all of a sudden. He said. Yeah. Should I tell you what he said? Well, I mean. I mean, we can repeat. We can like, repeat them. I, I we don't, don't agree with any single word. We don't agree said. with anything. That, yeah, let's just put it. Let's just put it. I my note is Jesus fucking Christ. Jesse Ventura really like really like. I mean, I, talk, I, talk I took shit down. On Texas a, and, I took down a whole bunch of a, a whole bunch of notes about the things he said. The thing he said that they turned his mic off for was was in the main event, and he said not in the main event actually. It was during the um, Ric Flair. During the, um, title match. Rude match, yeah. To, yeah. to which he said a lot of shit in that match. Yeah. Not as much as the uh Missy Hyatt match. Um, well, they yeah, he was oh god. Yeah, yeah. the the... the thing he said to cut his mic off, they said, you know what they say about women? They should be barefoot and pregnant. Oh, he did yes. Yep. I yep, that's yep, I did hear him say that part, and that's and I didn't and I didn't realize it until after that they cut his mic off right after that. But yeah, like he was I mean, blatantly, I mean, just blatantly racist. I mean, well, I wouldn't, I guess it's not blatantly racist, but kind of, kind of racist with all of his Texican remarks. Yeah, he kept doing the Texican thing. That was... Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I mean, 1993, this is... 1993. I mean, it's 30 years ago, but also 30 years ago, that's not really that long ago. No, it's not that long. And I I still didn't even feel like the world was too much like that back then either. I think, I'm not saying it was great. And all, but I don't no, think but, it was as bad it does as show, Jim, I don't think it was bad as does, Jesse Ventura was. <laughs> it does show, but it does certainly show you. But here's the other thing: we we were watching WWE, and WWE is up north. These these are southern wrestlers yeah. with southern southern attitudes true, right? and their southern shit. Yeah, and 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 you know, and they they just people people talk differently and thought think differently in different parts of the country and yeah. at different times. And it's just what well, I guess what I'm getting at to the point of that is uh, is it is it is blatantly obvious how far we've come oh big time we've come big a time. long way i mean the, yeah the shit with missy hyatt and, and the, the 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 misogyny the 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 basically rick rude sexual assaulting like every woman everywhere like yeah. just forcing forcing himself on now of course these of course these are actor these people are acting and they know the script and they know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a, yeah. I mean, you can like, you know, if that was happened to happen per- in a movie today, it'd be fine because it's, but the portrayal, is, but the portrayal is, uh, and again, of course he's a heel, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's doing, but it's just so wrong. And like, like no, nobody would even do that in this day. There wouldn't be any heel. No, because that would there's be no like, point. I'm, my, that there's, my gimmick is with the yeah. entertainment and wrestling. You can get really, really heavy with re- wrestling um, storylines, but you know, like for example, the bloodline storyline got heavy at times in its own special ways. Sure. But, but yeah, like but it, there's, but, but it didn't cross those lines. Yeah. It but it's, a, it's, like it's that. a, it's a light heaviness where it's like, it doesn't like, it, it's an escape. You can be like, oh, I just want to know what happens. That you don't want to be reminded of like shitty things like sexual assault. Yeah. Do you well, know what I'm th- yeah, because that's the other thing. You you also notice there's no women wrestlers in WCW. Uh. Uh-uh. Like I don't even know. I don't even. They remember. didn't have a women's division. Period. I, I ever. I, I mean, well, no, they did for. I know they did, did they? for a while. They had to have. I mean, they we had to have out. had a women. Did they? I don't see. Fuck. I don't even know. I don't remember ever seeing women. Anytime I saw like NWO or any of that shit, I don't remember ever seeing women. Uh, here we go. WCW Women's Championship did exist. I'll give you that. Oh, here you go. How about this? Oh God. Um, it was in, uh, became a thing in December twenty ninth, nineteen ninety six at Starcade, and won by 
Akira Hakutu. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so nineties. So they didn't have a women's division until nineteen ninety-six. Well, hold on. She held that belt for one hundred and sixty-eight days, then vacated it because she left the country. Then someone else won it, De- Devil Masami, and then she lost it one hundred and ten days later, and then they just deactivated it. So, so they had a div- they had a women's division for less than a year. Yeah. Wow. Pretty, pretty sad. Yeah. Pretty sad. Um, it looks like they were yeah, just using Japanese and, and, you know, and still, as well. And still people want to bitch about WWE and shit. And it's like, dude, they were so... Yeah, there, there, yeah, there, was, some, there was some, you know, shit that we wouldn't do now back in the day too. And yeah, yeah of course. But when you want to compare things... But, but here's the other thing. That's what happens when you're the biggest one. The, the, when you're the biggest name, the spotlight is shining on you the most. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, they're always going to get they're always going to get criticized the most and they're and 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 right and sometimes rightfully so you know I'm not get you know we're <laughs> yeah. not going to we're not going to go we're not going to go into anything that's not true we you know but like the amount of shit that WWE gets for things that other people have done or people that have done worse is is proportionally more because they are the number one they are the biggest target yeah yeah um, which means, which also means they have to, they have to constantly be doing better. And, and thankfully, thank God we, they are as we, as we found last week. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Just for, um, anyways, whew, back to the, back to Tony, it's Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura. Yep. And, um, um we had, Eric, um, we once had, again, Eric Bischoff is the interview guy. Yeah. Um, Eric Bischoff is still the interview guy here yeah. before he moved into commentary. One thing I did notice about him, I don't know if you've ever noticed this about, um, uh, Mr. Bischoff is that um, every time he's in a segment ever and he's doing an interview, he's always holding his earpiece, earpiece to his ear all the time. He doesn't let go of it. Yeah. It's weird as hell. I couldn't take my eyes off of it every single time he was on the screen. And I don't know if that's, and I don't know if that's just his thing. I think it was just if... like, I almost feel like it was like a nervous tick for him. Like he was kind of yeah, new to TV. Like he... So he just kind of held his hand up like, I don't know. It was. He just. He wouldn't let go of it. I don't huh. even think there was an earpiece there. <laughs> That's very weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that. I. I don't know that I actually took notice of it. But yeah, I, it's. It's a little thing, but I just couldn't take my eyes off of it. Um, tell you what, though, I did notice that this card kind of went really good match to really shit match one after another. It literally went good, bad, good, bad, good, bad as the night yeah. went on. Uh, uh, and the first match of the well, night was. I probably one of my favorites of the card, I think. Right? I don't oh, know the, oh, Stephen Stephen Regal versus Ricky Steamboat. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and well, you, that was. So this was this was Ricky Steamboat after after his second WWF run. Yeah. And I don't remember. I don't remember if you if you remember when he came. He like went away. I remember Ricky Steamboat originally, and then I remember he was gone for a little while. I didn't know. He just it was you know he just wasn't there. And then he came back, and he had like. The dragon, the dragon cape thing, the and wings, he, yeah. he breathe fire. Yeah, um, yeah. He returned to the WWF in 1991, just for less than a year, and then went back to yeah. w- then went went to WCW from 91 to 94. Yeah. Oh, there was some. I remember what, and I and I was looking up because I I went I went into little deep dives on some of this stuff too. Yeah. Because some of these matches, I'll be honest, some of the matches were little. They were, they, for my taste, for, for the style, and because it's, it's you know, 30 years ago, yeah. 
these were long matches and it was like I did not I did not have my eyes on the entire match the entire time. Oh, same, it fucking, same. It's yeah. a phenomenal match. Don't get me wrong. It's I mean, how it's it's Steven Regal and R- Ricky Steamboat like yeah. these people are excellent. It was a fantastic match, but the style of wrestling at that time was a lot slower. Oh, big time. You know, yeah. I mean, we've get, definitely grown accustomed to a modern day style of wrestling where it's kind of yeah. go, go, go. Not, and then that's the thing, not that WWE, WWE do have a slower pace style than to, than to other companies, I'd say, but it's still faster and it still keeps your attention better. And yeah. like, I could appreciate good wrestling. I was watching this match and like, three or four minutes in going, ah, this is good wrestling. Like they're really good. This is wrestling. good. Yeah. Like, like, holy shit. Every time I'd watch I'm like, fuck man, this is so good. These guys are so good. They're good at what they so do, good. but, but it, but then it I, does but then I, drug. I do struggle I to do. retain my attention. I think the only way you're going to retain your attention is if you are a wrestler yourself and it really impresses you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And, but what I, but what it did give me the time to do is do, do little digs into the Wikipedia pages of everybody's sport Wikipedia. And, one thing I found out about that ten when he left the WWE the second time, uh-huh. the reason he left was because he the, the two things he wanted to he wanted to have a heel turn. Oh. He wanted he wanted he wanted he tried to sell them on putting him under a mask. Okay. And Pat Patterson Pat Patterson basically nixed it. He said he's like no. We want we we don't want you. You're a you're a baby face. The the you know he was a he was a fan favorite for you know for a long time. And he's like, we, we you've got to be a face. You got to be a baby face. Um, but the second thing was, now this is just rumored, okay. uh, but it was but he was booked he was booked to be squashed by the Undertaker as the Undertaker was rising and going through some of the more getting into some of the more established mid carders. Yeah. And Steamboat didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want to get squashed by the Undertaker, so he quit. So he just he just quit. He actually, and he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be in the Survivor Series. So this is why, like, at this time period, this is Fall Brawl. He just, I guess he had. Well, this is Fall Brawl '93, so uh-huh. he was. He had been here for a while, but it was Survivor Series. It's funny that all of these things kind of gravitate towards these time periods yeah it's true but right? yeah he he left he left because he, he wanted to be a heel and he didn't want to get squashed by the undertaker so i did notice that actually that like obviously there was a lot of jumping ship during the late 90s but i feel like there was more jumping ship during the early 90s well yeah but nobody knew about it yeah just like I mean, you... because this is the thing i didn't know all of these there are so many people like rick in flair WCW did it as well that I, rick flair that did I that remember too. from yeah i remember from the 80s yeah so so you know, and Ricky Ricky Steamboat. Was, I mean, there's so I, I, I we could go through. Rick Rude did it. Rick Rude did it as well. Rick um, Rude, yeah. Rick yeah. Rude bounced back and forth. Yeah. Um, I mean, also so many people were from WCW that were underused. Now it's it's again. This is so funny that like it it amuses me when people don't see that this is just how the business goes. Like, yeah. you're working at one company and you're not getting anywhere. They're not do blah 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 this that the other or they don't get you or you can't. And then you go to the other company and you become a big star because for something else, because you have a different group of people. And it's like, yeah, some people are meant, some people are meant for one. Some people are obviously meant for one style and one type of an organization. And some people are meant for another one. Yeah. 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 You know, we've talked about like Dean Ambrose. It just it seems like he was not the kind of guy. He's just not meant for WWE. Yeah. He's more, he's definitely meant for AEW and GCW and all that hardcore shit. Um, good for him. 
Um, you know, so it's so it's interesting. It's funny. It's 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 always funny to me to see that. But but yeah, I don't remember where we got off. I, I sort of uh, went down. But the match, like, the match was good. The match was good. The match was good. And the I, match was great. Yeah. It was. I, I, it was fucking. You know, how long? Was, ago, how long was it? Uh, Seventeen minutes and five seconds for Seven, the match. Yeah, which is yeah, that's a that's um, a that's a solid fucking match. One thing I did find really weird because if you remember the last WCW pay per view we watched was from nineteen ninety one. Am I correct in mm-hmm. saying that? And um, they we noticed they were doing they were doing that whole if you go if you throw your opponent over the top rope you're disqualified or something, right? Y- yes. And they were still doing that here. They were, but and, they didn't. But the, but not always. Not always. I did notice that too. But also at the very start of the of in the very first match, um, I can't remember who, but someone threw someone over the top rope. I think Regal threw uh, Steamboat over the top rope. Yeah, he landed on the ramp, and because he landed on the ramp, but he was like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, they said because it because it wasn't to the floor, and yeah. it, that's another thing I deep dived into. I looked up I looked up ring rules, the ring rope rules. Right, and it, that was one of the one of the oddest, it, it, like it's like a top, it's like a top five weird rules about the wrestling ring, the ring and the ropes. Yeah, and that was one of, and that was exactly one of them was the over the top rope DQ, and it was like I think they said it was, I think they said WCW was using it until, until like ninety six. What? Yeah, let me see. Jesus. Uh, yeah, WCW held on to the rule until the mid to late 90s. Oh, my God. Um, over the top rope disqualification. The concept seems if a, wrestler's throws, if a wrestler throws their opponent over the top rope to the outside, they're disqualified. But the, trick, but the thing is that it had to be in, they had to be intentionally thrown over the top rope. Right. The, and, and, um, and, it, and it was up to the referee's discretion because uh, if they, like, if they, if it was a move like say like the drop kick, if you drop kick someone and they fell and over the, the top momentum pushed them over, them over yeah. the top rope, it literally has, it has does, to be a literal throw. Yeah, yeah, like basically if the if like the ultimate warrior press slammed you or like you yeah. kicked you, yeah. So so it very much had to be extremely intentional right. for it to cause a disqualification. Okay, but it's but because it's up to the but it's up to referees' discretion, and that's why we saw the like we said we saw the dusty finish. Yeah, but the Back umbrella the to the head. Match. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. dusty finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking the about. The dusty finish of from yeah from what was it from ninety one. Yeah. Um, the two out of three falls match. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The other the other thing I the other thing that found out is the ropes are technically neutral. The ropes are not inside the ring, nor are the ropes outside the ring. Okay. The ropes are like uh, the ropes are uh, the autonomous uh. <laughs> Or whatever the whatever the word is, they're, they're um, neutral. <laughs> yeah, they're neutral. But there's another word that I was thinking of, and I can't remember. But anyway, um, yeah. Th- so so if there's a per th- anyway, look up look up uh, WWE's five weirdest ring rope rules, and you'll, you'll wow. see it all. Okay, that's yeah. strange. Um, one yeah, there's note a bunch, that I there's uh, a bunch more. It's, I it's made more. for this uh, <laughs> this match before I uh, before I this is. Early in my days of this pay per view, before I knew anything that was about to happen, uh, I put I love the commentary. <laughs> oh jeez, um, uh, I did oh, for man. this match. Oh. I thought the commentary was really good. I the commentary, thought, no, the commentary was great. Like when when they when they were just stuck to the play by play, and it was, I and thought they Jesse were doing a really go, good job of making it feel almost kind of sporty. It was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jesse did. Uh, Jesse Ventura did drop a. Um, I guess what probably. 
was a very obscure reference for us now in 2023 and may have been an obscure reference to um, Edouard Carpentier. Edouard Carpentier, I think is how it's pronounced. Right. Carpenter. Carpenter. So anyway... Anyway, he is, uh, I, I, you know, again, I'm deep diving. So as soon as he said, as soon as he said that, I had to go like, who is this guy? Um, it was just, a, he was a French wrestler in the 50s. Oh, known wow. As the Flying That's Frenchman. A... Oh, I've um, heard of the Flying Frenchman. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. So that was when, when Regal did, Regal did the, uh, that, that front flip senton. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Jesse was like, oh, we've got a, we've got a new Edward Cartier here, or something, however he says it. Um, but there was Don't some interesting, there was just some interesting info about that guy. Um, he beat Luthez to become uh, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, in, wow. In, uh, yeah, in 56. You really deep um, dove on this pay-per-view. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I had nothing, yeah, I had nothing else to do. He dropped, uh, <laughs> well, it gets it gets worse as it goes down. I do less, <laughs> I do less deep diving as it goes down, but for good reason. Um, and then he lost to Vern Gagne. Um, oh, right. People, are, yeah, I've heard of all these th- Yeah, there was, some, there was something else. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, there you go. That was it. Uh, that was so, it. That was it. Um, Steven Regal, Lord Steven Regal won this match. Uh, won he the did, t- new the TV, cha- and, TV and, champion. Yeah, the first of the first of his four. Yeah. Um, also very apt that we're seeing a show with a war games on it and we're watching war games. Uh, really the the future war games uh, um yeller in william regal um, oh yeah which is pretty cool which is which is great yeah we had nothing to do with it i'll have to look mm-hmm. later and see if he was ever actually in a war games match and quite intrigued to see whether he was or not i would be it would be great to know yeah i've got a bunch we'll of i've got up. a few war games um facts but we'll get to that when we get to the match yeah um, and uh, yeah let's just let's just get through this one yeah real quick uh, um so uh, who is this who is this timu tatanka coming out here uh, I, <laughs> oh yeah one before we get to that now i, I, that's, I just i wrote down I, that's the one thing i wrote down i had to i had to fucking oh, get it out. The, yeah no we can get to that the because... first thing charles charles norris i don't know anything about this guy i don't mean disrespect or anything but he comes out in he's coming out in traditional uh you know native american yeah. he was actually native but, american by the way i looked it up he he's not actually yeah he's not native american and he doesn't even have a native american name so yeah so i dubbed him the timu tatanka <laughs> Um, so that's, there's I like that. It. I definitely clicked the mic t- there, but you made me laugh too, yeah. too quickly. Um, we'll put that, yeah, we'll put that up. Um, yeah, um, I, but what, I've got, i got some facts for you for Big Sky. Oh, I think I've got the same, I, right. So by the way, the facts, right? my first uh, note for Big Sky was like, Big Sky or Chris Jericho? Yeah, <laughs> and, he uh, kind of looks like, he like kind Chris of looked Jericho. like. A little bit, but yeah. So you, yeah, you saw he's he played Sabretooth. He played Sabretooth in X Men. What the? F- yeah, and and he was also Michael Myers in right? the Rob Zombie Halloween. Exactly. So, and did you know thing- that um, Sabretooth, the role of Sabretooth, was meant to go to Kevin Nash? Really? Yeah. There you go. Who? That's a, oh, I do remember hearing who, that. Yeah. Big Sky was an attack team with when he first came to WCW. Yes, he was in. Yeah, they were. They were. Um, yeah, Kevin Nash was. Uh, what was his name before that? But uh, yeah, how fucking yeah. weird! Um, it's crazy, right? Anyway, there was a bore. There was an actual boring chant. There was a we match. want flare chant. There was a boring we chant. Went, yeah, so it was it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty match. bad. Yeah, uh, I don't even remember who won. Uh, oh, Charlie Chester. Norris won. 
Oh, Timu Tatanka. I don't Tatanka. know. I okay. can't. Yeah, Timu Tatanka. T-T. We're just yeah. gonna call, we're gonna call him TT from now yeah. on. Uh, no idea how he won. I I couldn't tell. I just can't now, remember. Yeah, really. It just happened. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you can see I was I was looking up who I was looking up the, the stuff se- about I was that. probably doing exactly the same thing yeah. as you. <laughs> I was more enamored by the fact that he was Sabretooth than uh, anything else. Oh, oh he yeah. also acted in a movie with John Cena recently as well, which is crazy. So oh, nice. He's had a pretty good. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's still. I think career. he's still actively. I think yeah. he's still actively he's still active. Actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, next. Ooh, next up. So before we get to the match. I thought this is oh. quite ahead of its time. So, oh shoot, yeah, I forgot about the mid. I forgot to make a note where the where the other cuts were because. Wait, tell me what's next because I might not have even seen this. Because well, fuck Peacock. Uh, fuck Peacock. Yeah. So I can't remember who he was interviewing, but the commentators went through to a backstage commentator, a commentator, uh, uh, interviewer, that thing, and uh, he's not actually on the production list. Like you know, the the on screen personnel, he's not even on the listing here. But okay. his name, as far as I could tell, because I had to try and go back and get it like three times. But his name is Scott DePlap. Is the best I could get from what I don't even know to- what you're talking about. So I don't even know if I saw this. Right. So the thing is, now this was something you would never get on TV really back in the early '90s. Scott DePlap had a disability. He was he was heavily disabled. Okay. Uh, both in movement and speech, but he was a backstage interviewer. And I thought that's really fair play for all of the WCW's failings to give I... someone with a disability a backstage interviewing job. That's, that is, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. So let's, yeah, we'll give him a clap on yeah, that give one. Him a little, I yeah, yeah. Maybe you didn't I get either, that because of fuck people. I either missed it. I either just It was very it. brief. Yeah. yeah. So it, it um or or I got a fuck peacock commercial and yeah, they you just probably cut had a fuck out. peacock moment right there. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I thought that was pretty just I don't know, that was very ahead of ahead of every like you would never get people with disabilities getting any jobs like that back in the night in, it, back then anyway. So Yeah, no. I thought that no, was like really. quite a cool little um thing for all of the other fuck ups that they had in this pay per view. <laughs> um so next we had <laughs> Marcus Bagwell, also also known future, you know, yeah, future Buff, Buff Bagwell, Bagwell who looked nothing like Buff Bagwell. Dude, I had to I had to like I had to look at it. I had to I had to look it up and I didn't even believe it. At same. First, like, when I, I clicked it on it, I'm like, like, I'm like he does not even look the, like the same person. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't look like the same person. He I know his hair's different colors just, and stuff, but his hair just everything about it. His hair, his I mean, his facial features look different. Like, like I don't know if I don't know if he's had his nose broken or like his jaw broken before, and like he, or just or just you know when he got on when he got really buff, it like his face. Like his jaw muscles and his everything face changed. features, yeah, everything changed. Um, but this is also, yeah, I mean, this is also '93. Buff Bagwell didn't really become Buff Bagwell till what, like '97 oh, or so, '96. Yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah. Um, um, so we but it's great seeing Tuco Scorpio. Yeah, like Tuco uh, Scorpio, Marcus Bag. Yeah, Tuco Scorpio. That's cool. And we had Paul. You know who? You know who I didn't from uh, yeah. WrestleMania main event night uh, of uh, first ever WrestleMania main event. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know who? So the only person in this match that I had no idea who he was was the, equal, the uh, equalizer. Yeah, Dave Sullivan was his name. Did you look yeah, up his Wikipedia page? I I did, and then I forgot everything about it because right. it was very. It's not much. 
Oh, um, yeah. So I, in my notes, I've put equalizer, Dave Sullivan in, in brackets. Look up his Wikipedia. What the fuck? Um, listen to this. So he had this team with Paul Orndorff, right? Yeah. And if uh, the year after, I'll read what it says on Wikipedia. Get ready for this. His biggest push started in the summer of 1994 when he became Dave Sullivan. This, the, the dyslexic brother of Kevin Sullivan, who regularly mispronounced what? his own forename, is Evad. Okay. He was being picked on by the Nasty Boys, who brought Kevin in to help him against them. He was injured by them, so Kevin Sullivan brought in Cactus Jack to help them out. After Kevin and Jack took care of the Nasty Boys, they split up and Jack left. Um, Hulk Hogan made his WCW ba- uh, debut that summer, and Sullivan became his biggest fan. Um... He was basically uh, portrayed as as a dyslexic and uh, a, a, a an idiot for better lack of the better term. Okay, kind of like a little, kind of like fast, a little bit of fast. Festus kinda, Eugene type situation. Festus Eugene kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. which so. you know, yeah, doesn't really go over. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's more. There's more. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Sullivan's next few was Big Bubba, Robert, Bubba Rogers. Sullivan had a pet rabbit, and he brought it to ringside with him, and Bubba was allergic to rabbits. Bubba started wearing a surgical mask to keep inhaling the allergens, but Sullivan would always pull it off uh, to get the victory. What? Yeah, that was happening in 1996. So... Like, I mean, that's I mean, that's some bad... That That's some... That's some... Uh, out that's some all right all right so the it was good but he went match. on to be uh the fitness trainer of a walmart <laughs> and then also become the offensive coordinator for the vikings football key uh, football team in nebraska right. so there you go there you go so we had yeah it'll work right, out well, for there you in go. The little little there's a there's the deep dive on the equalizer <laughs> william adolph danhauser jr <laughs> <laughs> oh my god his middle name's adolph yeah his middle name's adolph too yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that's why they don't. Uh, oh man, oh, Jesus. He, he had a lot. He had a lot against him. He had a lot going against him. Yeah, he did. Just, he did. But he way. made it all work in in Nebraska. But talk about so. talk about getting straddled with a bad gimmick. Yeah. Um, um, I don't. Uh, you know oh, what I find yeah, too- out? My favorite thing is about doing these really old pay per views that we're both clearly deep diving into every single person we don't know. <laughs> Oh yeah, because that's it's really the most more fun about, thing. I mean, it's it's what are we gonna? Yeah, what, what are we gonna, What are we actually gonna talk about the match? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, half the times it's because the matches are just terrible. Yeah, so yeah, they're just yeah, and and even the ones that are good, they're 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 hard for me to watch because yeah. they're not the style. They're just not the style. So it, it gives me. I mean, honestly, it does. It's it's more under the entertainment value comes from the fact that from we get research. to do these yeah. th- these research. I remember now. I remember Paul Orndorff from WWF, yeah, early yeah, WWF. Yeah. And you know he was always a heel against. He was a bad guy against Hogan. But then, but then for a little while he was like kind of a good guy for a minute, and I didn't remember why. But Paul Orndorff always impressed me. Like he was and good. Two, man. And two cold, two cold Scorpio did too. Like I remember him. I remember seeing him in WWF a little bit too. And it, but yeah, Paul <clears throat> Orndorff. I don't. I, I really want to go back and like the most. Do some, yeah, I don't. I mean, anything I've ever Mr. seen of Wonderful. him, he was definitely like. I mean, clearly they saw a lot of him because he was he main event at WrestleMania um, one. Like, you know, so. yeah. I feel, he, he reminds me of a, he kind of reminds me of like what Dolph Ziggler uh, or the Miz is, or like yeah. one of those guys that yeah. like he's he's the solid mid he's a he's a mid card guy, but you can totally believe you know 
he's can, he can be champion anywhere. Yeah. But he's just so good at like being that guy that helps other people get over. He reminds me of like he looks like he's from the Von Erich family, but he's not. Yeah. He's sure de- I mean? Oh, he definitely does. Yeah. He's kind of got that yeah. feel to him. Well, we're um, gonna. I'm not instead of click instead of clicking on his uh, link and and just start reading Wikipedia <laughs> on our podcast. I think I think we should make a. I think we should put that up on high list that we should do a Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Oh yeah, dive. man, just, you, you could deep dive a lot into Mr. Wonderful yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, do I have? My, I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna put that in my notes. But um, yeah. I mean, I mean, t- the my the person in this match I have most memories of is Two Cold Scorpio because I I remember a lot. I I've seen a shitload of his matches in WC and uh, sorry in ECW. Um, yeah, he had a lot of good matches. Yeah, he was uh, there with like um like Shane Douglas and Sabu and Taz yeah. and stuff like that. So I remember a lot of those kind of matches. I always and dude, Two Cold Scorpio was one of was one of the few reasons I watched ECW when I did actually. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of those guys that I. And I didn't even know, I didn't even realize it. Like, until you go back and see it now, I'm like, I don't really think about Two Cold Scorpio much, but every time I saw him, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, man, Two Cold Scorpio's in this fucking rat. Yeah. Like, I get really excited for Two Cold Scorpio. And you know why? Because he was, you know why? Because they were dancing down to the ring. They were having a good time. Yeah, yeah. He just was like, he he looked like he enjoyed do, being him. And he was, and and he was gonna put on a show. Yeah, you know, he was a performer. He was, he was a, he he had he had it like. Yeah, he obviously he was, he was um, Flash Funk in WWE. He was Flash Funk in WWE. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, yeah, man. Fuck! Now I want to deep dive in, in, into him too. <laughs> we're gonna Scorpio, yeah. Listen, we're we're gonna have a lot of time. It's it, the holidays, you know. Hopefully, we'll have some extra time <laughs> off. Maybe we can maybe we can do some extra long episodes. Anyway, the match was great. Match was a great tag team match. Ten, it was. It was forty six seconds it, of solid yeah. tag team action. Again, it was as I said. It kind of ma- the night kind of went good match, bad match. This is one of the yeah. better ones on the card. It wasn't amazing, but it was fine but it was solid but it was solid and i mean <clears throat> yeah and, and and i obviously the equalizer was the guy that was being carried and the, yeah. and marcus like and marcus bagwell was young too so we've got we've got orndorf and scorpio the veterans yeah in the tag match which is we've seen this all the time and it's great it's this is we're seeing it now in the women's divisions we talk about talk about recent events uh monday night raw this is exactly what we've got with tegan knox and and natalia yeah yeah um, yeah yeah you know, you've that was got, the, did you've you got, watch that fatal four way women's match? I watched. I watched. Uh, I have to go back and watch the whole thing. I just watched the ending. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, it's a really. It's like I saw the match get the match gets put together real quick, and and I was like, okay. And then I was like, to give him a lot of time too. Yeah, it was a really good match. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, and, I do. And, um, I do want to go back. I do want to go back. Uh, and watch Kaden it. Carter just, and uh, I always forget the other girl's name. Uh, uh, Kiana Kiara Chance. Yeah. Kiana, wait. Yeah, they they there's so many K's and yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah, slightly. but those two man, they did some. Amazing... Cadence Carter and Cadence Carter and Katana Chance. Oh, there you Cadence go. Carter. One there of those. Cadence Carter. That, that team. Chance. They really needed a team name. That'd be good. Um, that would be good if they had. Yeah, because that's a lot to. That's a that's a real tongue twister. Like but those guys had. See, so maybe some... maybe. Oh, sorry, I keep interrupting you because I'm thinking of like <laughs> team names for them now. They had some. Uh, they had some amazing double team moves, man. Go back and watch that stuff. And also, who really impressed me was um, Maxine. 
Like she was in that match where tagging with Ivy Nile, and she was yeah. really good in that match too. Well, so. that's is that the first match we've seen her in? That's not her first match, but that's her first long match. She's had some kind yeah. of matches where she's kind of been put in matches and stuff, but okay. that was the first. Yeah, time. no, yeah. Anyway, and, and they they made a point. They made a point to shout out like pretty much anytime she did something, they're like, yeah, like whoa, look at Maxine, yeah, kind of yeah, deal. yeah, exactly. Plus, you... Chelsea Green was on commentary, and that was funny. That uh, was yeah. She was calling yep. Michael Cole. Um, what was he calling him? Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then. Uh, oh, I did. I did. Ca- I did catch it when because they then they they said something about Michael Cole getting somebody's name wrong. And he's like and he's like, no, I was doing that because of Maxine. And he's and he's like, oh, you've got a joke. You actually made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great. Anyway. Back um, to yeah. I definitely want to go back and watch that. Uh, back to 1993. Yeah. Back to 1993. Um, let's uh, get to. Let's Ice get to train. the pay-per-view yeah, the pay-per-view debut of Ice Train. Yeah. And Shanghai and Pierce. And talk I'm sure about... you've done your research here. <sighs> yes. Because Shanghai talk Pierce of... is Henry O. Goodwin and he... Tex Slazinger, Slazinger is Dennis Knight, or also known as Midian. Yeah. So it's the Goodwins. Yeah, the Godwins which... twi- the Godwins. So it's Oh, you know what? I didn't even yeah, I I didn't even click on. I didn't even figure. I didn't figure that out. Oh well, they guys the Godwins. Those two were the Godwins. Well, no, I knew Shanghai Prince. I, I clicked on Shanghai Prince to see. Oh right, we did see who Tex Lazinger was. I don't even. I to be. I didn't even see Tex. I don't. I don't even think I watched the match. To be perfectly honest with you, <laughs> you didn't I didn't even. Either. I didn't watch anything about it. I saw Ice Train come down, um, and he 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 became Mi Smooth, right? He was yeah. He was Mi Smooth yeah. later. Uh-huh. Um. I, ve- I yeah I I really checked out of this one. Yeah, you didn't as much. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I just I looked at Ice Train's. I looked at people's Wikipedia, and then the match was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, Shanghai Pierce. Shanghai Pierce. Uh, yeah, that's this the Godwins. So they went off to do into the they WWF to the afterwards to do the Godwins, which was. I mean, they left their mark in some way. Um, I liked, I liked them. I, liked the I remember wins. the, I remember the Godwins. I, I remember those. I remember promos the pig pen, and, the pig pen match with uh, Triple H. Dude, Rana yeah, Hurst and Helmsley I loved that shit. Day. Yeah, I loved, I loved all that kind of shit. I loved the, I loved the Bushwhackers. I really, you know what? I, I, I love. We're doing a lot of these WCW pay per views. I really, really want to go back and watch a, a, an old in your house pay per view, man. I love, yeah, we'll just, yeah, yeah you know what. We'll just make that one of our. We can just make that one of our. Yeah, ones. that's I, just. I like that. Let's idea. do a. Let's do a, a dice roll for an in your house sometime because I really want to yeah. do an in your house event. Um, we can do it. We'll do a dice roll for. We'll do a dice roll for. Uh, for today. Yeah. Fuck and it. Right. We'll just, yeah. And then the we'll just the decide when we watch it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm well into that. All right. All right. But, um, Shanghai Pierce. Uh, why? What's, what? Why is your name Shanghai Pierce? I, I don't even. Yeah. Again, I don't even. I don't even remember what it was because I. Literally didn't even see it. <laughs> uh, anyway, he was wearing a mask. It was terrible. Ice Train was fine. Oh, he had a mask on. That's why I didn't... Shanghai Pierce had a mask on, yeah. Uh, he had a red and black. It was like red and black. Yeah, it looked kind of like Asian. Um, okay, well, that's not the worst. We're getting, we'll yeah, get yeah, to we'll get we'll worse. Way worse. <laughs> uh, next match... But we got... It, nasty uh, Boys. Oh, fuck. Missy this Hyatt. was... Yeah. Now... Yeah. Again, Missy Hyatt never. Missy Hyatt was never. She was in. She got hired by WWE, but she never really appeared. There's a, there's stories about that. that you can look at her Wikipedia page. Um, I thought she was great. She is. I thought she was an excellent uh, manager. You know, the manager type. Yeah. She wasn't a valet. Yeah. She wasn't acting like a valet. She was acting like 
the hype person the or or something she acted like a manager would yeah you know? uh, i thought she's a really good manager actually she, she had, was a mouthpiece, she had really good you know? like facial reactions as well she's really good mm-hmm. at, like interacting with the crowd like screaming yes. in terms of shut up and you know i thought yeah i you know what like i kind of this along with something else i'll bring up i i miss managers that used to do that very interact i mean paul Heyman's got his own thing going on which is i mean everything oh, he sorry, does is I got it. gold oh i didn't get it there we got him what got the, him what fuck it sorry there was a there was a gnat there was a little gnat swirling around right, right. in front of uh, yeah i thought i thought i was having a spell or something i was seeing this squirrely line right in front of the monitor it was, it was a gnat. um but i miss you know i do miss managers being a bit more interactive with crowds like that in the front row where they used to like shout at the people in the front row and get them riled yeah. up kind of thing and another thing yeah. i miss which i made note of earlier with um like sir sir william which was um stephen regal's manager yes he had an umbrella and i miss the days of managers with accessories yeah like 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 um with the tennis racket or massive mobile phone and yeah mr fuji had his cane yeah like right so they always had like a weapon they could cheat with or, or um yeah. jimmy hart had the um the megaphone the megaphone yeah yeah i love that shit man bring that back. i do love that shit that's good shit that's good, good shit. Good shit yeah bring that back man <clears throat> yeah bring back yeah wwe you know what considering considering how many times they've been inadvertently or maybe purposely ripping us off i don't know i can't i can't prove or that's how they do this, it man like, they listen to the really small podcasts they listen yeah that's i think i think there's somebody listening in on this podcast because it's now happened like four four or five times <laughs> where we talk about something and then, and then immediately it, it shows up yeah if it, i it, start it, seeing a fucking manager with an accessory i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna go nuts Um, i mean how many managers do we even have right now not really many because they're all kind of like maxine's kind of also now a wrestler and yeah um we have we have paul i mean paul Heyman is is i mean it's you know he's the wise man what a special what i mean what call him he's a manager he's He's considered a man he's considered in a manager position yeah I, I mean, literally can't think of anybody else right nah, now. It's there, it's it's a days gone. But I well I I do know I did hear a thing years ago that it's one of those things that Vince McMahon woke up one day and went I don't like managers now and they just stopped having them and they just stopped having. But them. I hope that maybe Triple H is like managers are cool. Because, so yeah, tri- yeah. If Triple H is listening and and obviously I obviously think he, he is. is. Yeah, obviously I think I, I'm pretty sure Triple H has my house bugged just so that he can get like all the all of the best yours and mine probably are. Yeah, yeah. It might have been a little more difficult to get mine, but he was over yeah. here last well, year. Well, no, they so. they were just over here. I mean, they oh yeah, but they're just easily, over here. Yeah, they were just they over there, just, man. Right before me. right before we started this podcast, this microphone's tapped. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. certain. I'm certain of it. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Triple H, come on, man. Bring back, bring back managers and give them accessories. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's just good storytelling. This man. is something... it's just simple storytelling. Exactly. Jeez. And you and, and there are so many, there are so many good superstars, young superstars, so NXT guys, guys oh, that are I just know, not good finding manager. their footing. The guy in, in, in NXT, um, Stone. Oh remember. yeah, it's, yes, yeah, Alex Stone, Alex, right? He, what, I think so. We're probably butchering he's that. A, yeah, but Robert Stone. Robert Stone. Robert Stone. Yeah, yeah. Robert he's, Stone a great, he's a great man. Yes, yes, yes. Bring him up. I want to see him. You know, you know who would have been a great manager? <clears throat> Adam fucking Cole. Yeah. Coward. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I'm calling him out. I, I'm calling out Adam Cole. He was scared. Oh, that's so good. I think Adam Adam Cole was afraid <laughs> to break out of his gimmick. 
to break out of to break out hey, of hey, the undisputed era. Let's gimmick. just say, I think he's, let's just say, um, L.A. Knight was not afraid to be a manager, and look where it got him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What L.A. Knight? L.A. Knight. That is literally what Adam Cole was going. Like they took they took what they were going to give to Adam Cole. Yep. What Adam Cole threw away. Yep. So and and, and now look at it. Um, look at look at him now. The look mega at what happened. Uh, and it's, it's, it means that's exactly what would have happened too. Yeah, everybody was so aggravated with it. Everybody was so mad when when they brought L.A. Knight up and they made him Max Dupree. Yep. And and the whole time it was it was all a fucking work. Yep. Every single one of them, every single one of them except us, because we knew it right from the start. Oh we yeah. Said it right from the start. I'm like, watch what they do with this. They are working everybody. They're working you all, and you're all falling for it. And that one day, and as soon as they did it, the day he did it, it was just boom. Everybody exploded. The pop when yep. he when when, when he, he just dropped when he dropped the gimmick live on live TV, in front like, of TV, yeah, yeah, live in front of TV, and he's just like, ah, this ain't me. I'm <laughs> LA Knight, and and then everybody just lost their shit immediately. And I'm like, there it is. Imagine, imagine like, um, uh, imagine he was like Adam Cole could have had that moment. He was like, I, I'm not Adonis Cedric. I'm Adam Cole, baby. baby. And then he would have walked yeah. out to his music, and it would have been a great moment. But hey, it would have been great. And now I couldn't give a shit about him. Yep. Like, sorry, I'm so, hot. I'm hot about oh, this. Oh yeah, man. I'm hot Ooh, about this. I am sure great. he's. I, I, He's a wonderful person. Personally, he's probably a great, great actually, guy. It's, it's, no, he's no, actually, a really nice. And it's guy, no offense. It's just yeah. I see what I see was such a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. I believe. I. I, I really that. truly believe it was missed yeah. opportunity. And I think. And I think seeing what happened with LA Knight, I think you know it's obvious. It's obvious that that's exactly what they were going to do with him. They probably that would have was, done done that with him first before they were going to do it with LA Knight, and they just kind of. That's what I mean. The same I think that they, they had this idea, and the and the idea is so fucking good. Yeah, because it because obviously it was, and look how it worked. Yeah, um, yeah, that was going to be L.A. Knight would have L.A. Knight would have probably just come up as L.A. Knight. Yeah, probably you know? in the and, end, and I don't uh, know maybe how effective or maybe not. Been. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, L.A. Knight was still going. L.A. Knight is still him. He's still good. He was still going to do himself, but they gave that manager thing to him that was that was what i a hundred percent that was what adam cole's was going to be that oh was yeah the, that was the plan for adam cole yeah and it would have worked it would have worked it would have propelled him immediately in you know and and i just i think it was a mistake but if he's happy then good if he's happy he's happy you know I got to calm down here a little Ooh. bit. That, that, you know, there's certain things, there's certain things that I just, I heal off on. I, I, I it, it gets me hot. It gets me too hot. I need some ice. I need to, I need ice trained. You haven't got your gum, man. That's the that. problem. You don't have your gum. I don't have my, yeah, see, I don't have my gum. I, I don't have, you know, this is what Son happens when, when your gum is. what happens. Um, so anyway, yeah. what the fuck? 23, tw- almost 24 minutes. That's a great, that's a great, um, tag team match. It was a good match, the, man. Aunt, that was see, fucking Arn Anderson wrestle. Come on. It's Arn however, Anderson. however, I love Arn Anderson. However, we've got to talk about the, the, the giant, the, the elephant, not a horse in the room. This is an elephant in the room. Paul Roma. Yeah. Was one of the four horsemen. 
Apparently. Uh, well, no. Yes. Like, all right. Let's break this they down. They called him a horseman. They, he was, no, he he was, was a full, the... no, he was a full horseman. Okay. Hold on. I need to cough. Yeah. I had to. I, <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. He. So, the, that's because the full horseman went through many iterations. It's, it's like a band. Yes. Right. And I had to look this up, too, because this was one of this. This was when Ric Flair came. Ric Flair had just come back to WCW again. Yeah. And this title defense the original was like the Four first... Horsemen is Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and Tully Blanchard. That is yes, the original. Th- that four is Horsemen. the classic. That is the classic. Yes. Four Horsemen. And others that I knew you th- could, like, you know, I, I guess you could say Barry Windham could be inserted into that as Wind- well. Yeah. I know there was also um, Mongo McMichael. Like, there was yeah, a, there yeah, was yeah, the yeah, iteration yeah, yeah. of the Four Horsemen in, like, the ni- late 90s yeah. and er- 2000s, like, that, that like, and obviously JJ J. So Dillon I, as well was a, a big manager of theirs at, yeah. at the start too. But it but it was it took me a I mean again I had to I had to Wikipedia him to get I had to go into Paul Roma's Wikipedia page yeah. to to realize like where I remember him from because I'm like I know I've seen this guy wrestle all the time and and I realized he was basically just a he was pretty much a jobber like he was one of those guys that was the low mid card. Uh huh. He'd get in WWE, so I saw him in a, I saw him in a lot of tag teams that lost to the better tag team. Like, um, he did he he did have a run in WWE with the Young Stallions. His, yeah. his tag team was like he did stuff, but I remember him. I never remember him winning anything. You know, yeah. I always remember him being on pretty much on the losing side. And then when you go down later, I you see at the bottom of his thing, um. There's there's beef between him and Triple H because Triple H didn't want to basically Triple H didn't think he was worthy of being inducted as one of the members of the Four Horsemen. Who um Roma? Roma. Well, fuck no. Yeah. Sorry, just to be a dick here, but he was only in the Horsemen for like less than a year. Yeah, and that's yeah. So so there was some. Honestly, beef with it that. should be like like hold on a second here. If we're really being playing semantics with this shit, we got. I'm just going to quickly read out every single. I mean, member. I agree. Like, I agree. We got Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Lex Luger, Barry Windham, Sting, Sid Vicious, Paul Roma, Brian Pillman, Chris Benoit, Steve McMichael, Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Hanning, and De- Dean Malenko were all at one point members of the Four Horsemen. Really? Holy shit! Right? I did and not realize the very last iteration of the Four Horsemen was Flair, Anderson, Benoit, and uh, Malenko. So that that was the very last iteration of, and that was from um, the tail end of '95 to the start of '99. Like, so that was, and in fact, looking at it, that was the the longest iteration of of the Four Horsemen there ever was. <laughs> really, the la- the last one. Yeah, which is kind of kind of crazy. But um, well, I don't know actually. Well, yeah. Oh but yeah, then, hear like, it, hear it. Yeah, it, it's oh. it's it's messy, man. It's messier than probably. It's messy, but not as messy as the NWO. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. You know what? You're you may kind of in a way, but there were there were definite iterations of it. The NWO NWO was certainly messier. Here's what it was. It was it was Triple H Triple H questioned uh, when WWE video released a spotlighting uh, uh-huh. WWE video release spotlighting the Four Horsemen was released. Triple H questioned Roma's inclusion in the elite world championship wrestling group 
1993 and dismissively referred to him as a job guy from WWE. <laughs> Roma responded by criticizing Triple H for getting ahead by marrying Vince McMahon's daughter. Damn, it, he went for the jugular yeah. in that one. Yeah, well, no, he went for the lower hanging. He, he, went, he went for the, the low hanging, hanging fruit. fruit. You're right. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I'm still I'm I'm 100 side on Triple H. I'm sure Paul Roma is a perfectly wonderful guy. I'm sure you know he might he may be a great guy. He could probably still kick my ass, but I don't think he. Yeah, he cares was a boxer much. at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But hey. Anyways. Um, uh, the match. Whew. Anyway, back to. Jesus Christ, we are all over the show. We're today. already an hour. We're already an hour in, and and we're, yeah, this is going to be another chunky one. Yeah, we're not too far from the main event though. No, we're not. But we've got but we've got Cactus Jack versus Yoshi Kwan up oh. next, and there's a lot in a three and a half minute match. There's a whole lot to unpack. The the promo pack, the video package, was longer than the match. The story of this, this insane storyline. How ridiculous was this, man? How of, ridiculous was this? Of, of, okay, so, so, Vader, Vader beats the shit out of Cactus Jack. Yeah. And then steals a bag. Yeah, this tiny little Houston. bag. This tiny little bag. It looks like. It, it it looks like something you'd buy at the Renaissance Fair to keep like to keep like a it looks like a dice bag. bag. Of, it looks like a dice bag. Yeah, it looks like a D and D dice bag. Um, and I don't yeah, know what the fuck it was in it. What, what if it was a? would be it'd be really funny if it actually was like if yeah, that bag yeah. was really full of like just D and D dice and. and <laughs> I'll have to ask Mick. I, if if we ever meet Mick Foley, that's the one question we have to remember to ask. If we meet Mick, Mick Foley, p- quite possibly will be at WrestleMania because all these guys, all these legends. Oh, they'll all be there. We, yeah, that's the one question Foley, we'll ask him. We will. The one question we will ask him is, "What the fuck was in your bag when when you fought Yoshi Kwan at Fall Brawl? <laughs> what the fuck was in that bag? I don't know if they ever. I don't know if it ever became. That was also like stipulation line. of the match, right? Is to beat beat Yoshi Kwan and get the bag. Yeah, That's like so loot or something. It was a right. It was a bounty match, which they didn't explain why there was a bounty. Put it. Oh, they put a bounty. On Harley Cactus's Race put head. A, yeah. Harley Race put a bounty on Cactus Jack. So, what you? I don't. I don't think what Harley Race. So, so there are. We really got to get into a lot of these rules. I mean, obviously, this is this is a whole other subsect of. This is a this is an entirely different universe of rules here. What is a bounty match? How can Harley Race have the authority to put a bounty on Cactus Jack's head? And like, isn't that doesn't that mean? I mean, isn't it? I mean, I guess it's dead or alive. But what does that mean? How do you how do you collect a bounty just by beating him in the match? Or I, I, I don't know. But, but I then think why that, does Cactus Jack have to take the bag back from Harley Race? The craziest thing here is the storyline running up to this. Yes. So My he God. gets injured by Vader. Yeah, gets, gets institutionalized, taken out escapes in being in a in a, <laughs> an asylum. Yeah, develops amnesia, hangs out with homeless people. Yeah, his wife they, and child, the pregnant wife and child, pregnant wife and child, go up to him where at this like homeless den, and they're yeah. like, "Do you know who we are?" On the streets of like, Chicago. Yeah. By the way, he looks very handsome without a beard. Um, yeah. Right. Um, and then they, they're like, he doesn't, they don't, he doesn't know who they are. They are. And then it turns out it was all a ruse and he did this <laughs> to fucking, I don't know, to do what exactly to. Yeah. Also note, also notice how, notice how many smashing pumpkins posters were like, yeah, they were in front of. Yeah. Like they, which was very weird. Like, 
but you know, but here's the thing. That's not weird at all because now we know Billy Corgan was such a huge wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would not put it past that. I would not put it past that they probably, they might have paid for that promotion. Yeah. I think that, and I don't know, I, 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 that's another question that I would love to find out from someone that knows. Because why else would they film in front of something that's like trademarked? Like right, that, or, yeah. Or like, exactly. Like, You're probably they right. Just, they would have just found an alley yeah. without a bunch of Smashing Pumpkin Siamese Dreams posters. Yeah, there's definitely something So there something had to, to have been some yeah. sort of promotion uh, or something. So I've got a little bit like, of a backstory here. That, um, but what a great story. Well, before that, before you get to that. What a great! You know that was all Mick Foley. You oh, know that had to have been pretty much well. All Mick it Foley's wasn't. That's ideas, the right? thing. No, it wasn't. So because yeah, Foley was... wrote in his "Have a Nice Day" book, right? He put Foley had wanted the injury storyline to be a serious and generate genuine sympathy for him before his return. The comedy uh, vignettes that WCW produced instead were so bad that Foley jokes in "Have a Nice Day" that they were the brainchild of WCW executives who regarded a surefire money-making feud as a problem that needed to be solved. The angle was awarded the most disgusting promotional tactic by the Wrestling Observer in 1993. Oh, well, that's what, of course, well, of course it, of course it was, if, if the Wrestling Observer says yeah. it's terrible, it's because it's something that I love. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I thought, well, let's look at this entire card. This is the only fucking storyline that had something more to it that, than just that actually two yeah guys ex- don't like each other basically i don't like you or i want your title yeah yeah this had, is the only thing had like right like vignettes happening on the street and like family involved and it had a bit more to it was a bit ahead of its time actually if you think about yeah, it. yeah i to, to be honest i think like like i said i thought it was amazing i thought his I thought his portrayal of it, I really thought that this must have been his idea because oh, it was and too good. Foley's promo when he like admitted that it was all a ruse, like such a good fucking promo. He's so good at promo. Oh yeah. So he, so he took this, he took this terrible, he took what he must have thought. Was, he took it around with it, I think. He took it and made it, made it amazing because he's Mick fucking Foley. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that goes to show you, man, that's Polish fucking, that was Let's just do we want so let's just talk about the other elephant. All right, well, here. here's a Another, here's a turd this, you can't polish. Um, Yoshi Kwan. Uh, yeah, Yoshi Kwan. Holy fuck! Let's deep dive into this a second. So Yoshi Kwan, real name Christopher Dennis Ashford Smith, born in yeah. fucking Worcester. Worst, it's a name. It's a place I can't even pronounce. It's in the UK. I know. Even as an Englishman, you can't even pronounce it. That's how English it is. Worcester. It's the the source. Worcester source, right? He's from there. Worcester. Worcester. I can say it if I put the source at the end. Worcester source. But if I say Worcester, I struggle with it. If you try to read it, if you try to say it while reading it, right? It's brutal. Anyway, he's from the UK. He is British, and he is a white man. Yoshi yeah. is a Japanese name, and uh, Yoshi Kwan and, was billed from Hong Kong, which yes. is in China. Yes. Um, yeah. They, they, Triple A I mean, is a they, racism. <laughs> oh, it's just well, it's it's it's. I mean, it's cultural appropriation at its worst. At, yep. <laughs> at at best, it's cultural appropriation at its <laughs> <Yeah>. worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, man! Like that gave me indigestion there. So <laughs> it's so bad. Like it's just bad. It's. it's oh. I've never seen. Tone. I, I've like, watched a lot you wanna, of old you, wrestling. This is probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. You want to talk about you? You want to say shit about Vince? Vince being tone deaf at times. This is the. This is. I think this. That may be the worst I've seen. At least he gave. I don't know. Like, tell the, me. At least he gave the super Japanese gimmicks to actual Japanese people. 
Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, let's... Uh, Kenzo Suzuki. Kenzo yeah. Suzuki, right? He was Japanese, um, at least. Maybe we need a top 10 worst things like this. We need a top 10 worst. Yeah, you could definitely. Do you want to know something really, really fucking bad? Yeah. Really fucking bad. Really fucking. Give me it. Give me something really fucking bad. Champion. Because that was his surname. Uh, his uh, wait. Oh, oh, his ring name was Chris Champion. His ring name is Chris Champion. Right. Champion yeah. returned to the ring for one more one night appearance as Yoshi Kwan in October 2017. Fuck! What? Guess where that was? What? In the where? Southern Wrestling Federation in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, that's where he. Ooh, that's where oof. he did that one. Oof. Yeah. Oof. That's that's a, that's a little, that's that's a little too close to today. Like, yeah, right. To, it's twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen is a little too. I mean, I mean, we we knew each other paid. while Yoshi Kwan was at large. You know what I'm saying? What? We we met. We we, we knew each other in twenty seventeen. Oh, we knew each. Oh. Yes, we knew each other. Into, yeah, that's so. Yeah, it didn't see. It didn't even register. Like my my brain went blank when. Yeah, man. Uh... Yeah, he thought that would be a good idea to bring that back. So anyway, moving on. Moving on. I mean, Cactus Jack won, and he Cactus got his bag back. Got his bag back, and I don't know what consequence that had. I tried to find out. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, yeah. know what the bag was. So there's that. What was in the bag? What was in the bag? <laughs> What's in the bag? Um, What's in the bag? <laughs> okay, next up. In a match that I thought was a little too long, it it was. A bit I oh thank God. Okay, I thought I thought I was gonna be like the most disrespectful motherfucker in the world, saying that Rick Rude versus Ric Flair at, at was too long. This it was, was long. long. That match was long. It dragged. That match was slow. <laughs> yeah, you could have cut a and, lot out, uh, out of that match. Really. Oh, I didn't even make. The, I mean, I was. The thing is, I was deep diving on all of these other guys. What? What? Like, I was doing more deep diving on the guys from the previous matches during this match. Yeah. Than anything else. Not saying it wasn't. Not saying it wasn't a great match by the standards of 1993 WWE. Oh, big time. WCW. But it just wasn't... It just... I was surprised yeah. at how little I was interested in watching that match. Yeah, I... You know what? Me too. You're probably right. And at times, like, you, you know you're a wrestling fan when you're watching something like this and you're like, I feel disrespectful that I'm not watching this match. Yeah, I, I felt bad. I tried to watch it again. Yeah. And I fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and I mean, it was late. It was like one o'clock in the morning. So, but like... It just I couldn't I couldn't grab onto it. Like let me let me I'll just try to spin it to something. I I don't have the capacity to appreciate what it I don't have the ability to appreciate what it really was right. for 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 that at the time. Yeah. Because it's I mean it 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 it's phenomenal seeing those guys. Like it is. Like they they're they're excellent at what they do at the time. And and Rick and seeing Rick Root that was his that was Rick Root's first win. Now I liked Rick Rude. I liked Rick Rude. Well, I didn't like Rick Rude when I saw him. I uh, I I remembered Rick Rude. Rick Rude was memorable because he was such an asshole. Oh yeah, big time. And and I always <laughs> and to be honest, I I I probably have Rick Rude to thank for 
for molding me into a better person and making sure I'm never a creepy womanizer <laughs> like that because the way he the way he tre- always treated women was so disrespectful and oh, yeah. so uh, like that made me that made me hate him more than the than the heelish things he would do or like yeah. talking shit it was it was the whole i'm going to steal your girl kind of thing uh and and just or or it's basically it's the epitome of the fucking these 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 incel motherfuckers online that would like that will like harass a girl and then when they and then when they don't and then when they don't want to be with the guy call him fucking a fat pig and, yeah, and say he didn't want to fuck him anyway like Rick Rude, and, the, the, and, the original and, incel and he, yeah and and unfortunately I you might also be able you may also be able to attribute Rick Rude's behavior to some of those other people too. Like yeah. I don't I don't I don't necessarily who knows if there's a correlation if but but you know people emulate things. Yeah. You can obviously people emulate Rick Flair. Obviously people emulated their superstars that they want. It would not here I guess here's what I would say. It would not surprise me to find out if that were the case that seeing seeing bad role models like that gave people ideas on how to be bad people you know yeah for sure. like because there are absolutely people out there that act exactly the way rick rude oh, acted towards women yeah. in our in our society right now and they're fucking assholes yeah and they're and they are pieces of shit that need that should get their asses kicked you know um so yeah i i hated rick rude but to me it rick rude made me rick rude made me be a better person by never not wanting to be like rick rude right exactly yeah, I hear that. And um yeah, he he was definitely an asshole in this match. Try, kissed Fifi. Yeah. Um interesting Twice. Twice twice. Well, once well once once one from from the once in the before the match, you know, from the previous whatever it was, when they showed the, the when they showed the the run up to the uh, match kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh and then uh yeah, and he got the win with the the brass knucks. Um Yeah. Distract, yeah. Distraction. Just, well, you know. because Fifi was in the ring because he, he brought her over the ropes and then... Yeah, yeah. So um, reprehensible stuff. You know, obviously you can never do... Yeah. You can it's never funny, do actually. It's like the that. longest match and I've got the least to say about it. Um, yeah, I really do. I, you know. Ric Flair jumped off the top rope to the... That's another thing. Ric Flair jumped off the top rope to the outside and that was okay. Yeah, because he wasn't throw. I guess that's okay. Yeah. It's huh. weird. But yeah, he did that. And, uh, and he won, yeah, Rick Rude, first, Rick Rude uh, w, uh, it's his first WCW. His first world title, yeah. Yeah. And they call it the WCW International, International. World Heavyweight yeah, yeah, yeah. Championship. Uh-huh. I, I, That's, well, I, yeah. I, why we, did, but inter, but world. Well, we went into inter, this, but this is the thing, because this title only existed from 93 to 94. What? Yeah. And then it's the same title. It's the big gold belt, right? That we all know and love. Yeah, there's so much. There's such a. It's such a cloudy. It's such like a foggy history with the with this belt. Because um, okay, so it says WCW International Weatherweight Championship. Uh, popular misconception about the title was it was a secondary title due to the word international being in the name. In reality, the championship was presented as the highest accolade in WCW. Uh, a fictitious subsidiary of WCW. Oh, in WCW International, a fictitious subsidiary of WCW. 
The championship was contested at WCW events and at several events in Japan at, at the because uh, they had a thing with New Japan for a bit. So wait a second, the big gold belt, the big gold belt has only was only for two years. No, 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 because it's weird, man. Like the, WC- or the oh the the, the title oh the title of WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, but then that's oh, then fucking. Yeah, and yeah. then it, on on June twenty third, nineteen eighty four, day before my birthday, um, the championship was retired following its unification with the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Which is what belt? I thought this was the, that is the okay. big gold belt. That's what makes it confusing. The but, WCW World Heavyweight Championship, but the the history is also the big gold belt. It's the same. It looks like the same fucking belt. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures, and it looks like the same. I don't know. It's what, so confusing, what, man. Yeah. Well, I anyway, can't even see, I can't even see the unification match in the fucking title history. The WCW Championship makes no fucking sense to me. It doesn't make any fucking sense. None, none of this. None of this shit makes. It's such. It's. It's because they, uh, were, they were involved with like New Japan and NWA uh, at one point, and, the and NWA, then they were by and then themselves, they had the split. and then they bought yeah, by WWE. So it's like. There's so many. Well, I mean. Everything makes sense. Everything makes sense when WWE ha- has control of it. They make everything make they sense. They just make it make sense. Yeah, they put. They yeah, give they make a, it make sense. Basically, what WC, WWE have gone like the WC, WCW Championship ran from 1991 to uh, to 2001. That's the title yeah. history. That's it. Ten years. Um. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. I because mean, well, before yeah, I 1991, mean, they used the NWA Heavyweight Championship because they had the yeah. yeah. So. Okay, so how so so AEW has five more years. <laughs> so I've given, I mean, give a good yeah, five. I mean, right? Yeah, if you're looking at it that way. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at it I'm looking at it exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it yeah, fucking is. Five hits. more years. I mean, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, WCW. I mean, how long did they actually last though? They they were well. WCW was around from uh, nineteen. Oh no, that's not even right. Wait, when did WWE buy WCW? Founded. Oh, WCW was founded in 1988. 88. Okay. And then went out of business in 2001. 2001. 88. So like, 14 years. 14 years. Okay, so AEW might have like eight years. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give them that. Yeah. I mean, ECW lasted even less than that. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I would compare AEW's more WCW. Is TNA is TNA the TNA is the only one that's that's oh, they're, actually they're the cockroach cockroach that won't die. Not that I'm saying they're bad. I'm just saying no, no. Like, but that's what I mean. Like TNA is actually the, TNA's been around has, since 2002, man. Yeah, think, so TNA TNA has outlasted WCW, ECW. Uh, I mean, well, AWA is probably founded 21 years ago. After yeah. WWE, they're the longest like running um company in america I believe. yeah that's crazy billy corgan still and billy corgan still owns them right oh no I no he, he owns nwa all right technically the nwa but the nwa aren't oh. really a wrestling company they're kind of like a weird fucking oh that's right he bought the nwa like he, a weird well, he, he kind of owns the brand i mean it's i mean he yeah i, I don't know yeah. whatever whatever it is good the brand. nwa as we all know is just weird it, the whole history it's, of the sub, is it's, it's so confusing it is it's yeah. so confusing but to a certain degree though the chaos of it is at least like okay i guess i don't really have to 
I don't really have to think too much because yeah. none of it makes sense. So moving on to talk about nothing making sense. <laughs> the war games, the wall games match really games. doesn't make sense. Uh, like, uh, one quick I note. Mean, I noticed the Ric Flair was billed as 238 and three quarter pounds. Just <laughs> random. Um, yeah, they're, war very, games. they're very, very specific. They're very, very. Michael Buffer is extreme. First, I didn't even realize Michael Buffer was doing the announcing that that long ago. Too, yeah, me but neither. I guess, you know. He looked like he didn't want to be there either, and he was already reading from cards. Nobody looked like they wanted to be there. Like <laughs> seriously, none of the every everybody coming down, the, except for Two Cold Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell. Yeah, like, they were having a time everybody of their lives. else. Yeah, just right. looked angry and upset about. Well, no, no. Um, uh, Ice Train. Ice Train was really happy, too. Yeah. I, I, I remember Ice Train. The, the main event, I did realize that when the, the heels... We'll, we'll get to the, the match properly, but when the heels lost... <laughs> Will we? The, <laughs> when the heels lost, they looked like they didn't give a fuck. And when they noticed the camera was on them, they were like, ah, I'm angry. Yeah, they just so started... Weird. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sid, Sid shouting into the camera, like... For five, like three minutes after it's been yeah, over. Yeah, like shout like, all those darn kids almost kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. Um, well, Sid, Sid is also, I mean, Sid's pretty notorious for being extremely overacting and oh yeah, like bad, like bad acting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and, and I don't know if that's actually like on purpose, like no, I don't think that's part, is. that's just part of the, it's like an inside joke uh, that he's just going to always be extremely, overreactive but i've got a couple of notes here so first okay. of all um do you because i have none all right i've got zero notes they're not really about the match well one thing's about the match but here you go um the rules being read out was the most confusing fucking thing i've ever heard um the way they do it these days is much better but oh my god i didn't make heads or tails of what they were saying it was just like it was the rules of the war games match it's the way they yeah, were explaining they, it was just so convoluted i was they, like they made yes they made it the more in, they made it more confusing yeah i get it it's not a simple match but they made it more confusing anyway there was yeah. that the pyro on the cage was cool i always like the pyro on the war games cage it, it's fun yeah. right on the what the what cage uh, the war games cage um uh the last bit of pyro that went off was fucking terrifying it was did you see that i don't it I, landed right sh- it, the, 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 i don't know the cage lands and then they set up yeah. one last massive firework yeah it, yeah and it's like the biggest bang so much so that the, even the commentators like are completely distracted <laughs> for what they were talking about they were just like <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck uh, we were talking about it's i didn't realize i didn't like well yeah but i didn't think i didn't think that it, and then they start know. like coughing because there's so much pyro smoke. Well, that I that I, yeah, there was they there was a lot of they had a lot of problems with air with the with the airflow when they did pyro back then. Yeah, yeah. Too. I remember that like I remember a lot of even WWF had WWE oh, WWF big time. at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. They had problems with pyro like the smoke just stink sticking around. Yeah. Too long. Um, um another no um So re- well first of all, let's oh, okay, go okay. through Let's go through the match. We've got we've got Sting, Davy Boy Smith, <coughs> Dustin Rhodes, yeah. and the Shockmaster with Road Warrior Animal randomly. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know why. Like why why was why well, was I just did, one of the I Road do Warriors know that them? the Road Warriors were in the the, the very here goes a bit of history. 
the very first i'll give you some let's give you some war games history war games history war games history. Um, <laughs> so it's be it, the first ever war games match was in 1987 at the great american bash and that was um the road warriors um hawk and animal nikita koloff dusty Rhodes, and paul elring versus oh. um the four horsemen in rick flair arn anderson lex luger tully blanchard and jj Dillon. so the two managers paul erring and jj Dillon, were also in the match um okay so that was the first ever so i guess the road warriors being in the match uh, sorry uh, um, it, um animal being like walking them to the ring was probably something to do with the fact that okay well but, by- but it just seemed it seems very random also the you know, not knowing why any of these people came together. Also, the Shockmaster doesn't have his helmet anymore. He's just a, he has a hard hat. Well, so and he what just happened looks... after the, so the Shockmaster had his debut where he fell through the wall. Yeah, where he fell through the thing. His gimmick after that was being a klutz. They made that into his gimmick. Really? So when he came into the ring, if you realized, and he was going between the ropes, it's like, well, he, he did that of... one. He made another one. He made like he didn't fall over because it basically he was coming into the ring, falling through the ropes, like yeah, like like I... Ventura made a comment at one point saying like, <sighs> oh, the guy come Betty like chew gum and walk at the same time, kind of. Thing. I heard he did hear. Yes, I did. So okay, that's so that became his gimmick. That became wow. his gimmick. That's why he was wearing a hard hat because he can't look after himself. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well. Well. I mean, let's just put it. Let's just put it this way. The Wikipedia page even says the event. The event received negative reviews from critics. <laughs> Scored a two out of ten stars. Started out okay with Steamboat and Regal, but all downhill from there. This is a new low by my reckoning. Possibly the worst WCW show ever by this point. <laughs> Especially considering the stack nature of the card. Um. The, the, and, and see, we're not alone. The, we are not alone at all. So this is this is great because we're not wrong. The International World Heavyweight Championship World Tag Team Championship matches received negative reviews. Yeah. War Game match was criticized for having a weak finish. Oh shit! But fuck, boy, but fucking howdy did it have a weak finish? Yeah. So so we're so once again we are not wrong about anything ever. This is great to see, this is great for us to hear. But yeah. It's just, it is. It's so bad. It's such a clusterfuck of no, no one had a plan. The the commentators didn't know who was going first, who, what was happening. Nobody knew what was going on in the match. They were just doing random shit. And then all of a sudden Shockmaster comes in and bear hugs Booker T. So, you know, the rule, the rules of war games match is that the match starts when the final person comes in the ring, right? The match actually starts, yes. Right. So on Which the Wikipedia the page here, it says the match was 16 minutes, 39 seconds. Now, I saw the end of the match, and I went back. And the moment yeah. that the Shockmaster entered the ring to when Booker T um, gave up, yeah, it, that, that's a 1 minute, 32 match. That's a 1 minute. Well, well, that's from... that's. That's because the match starts. Yeah, I mean, but, but it ten, doesn't really start. The match is the match has started. The match has started. The, the, part I know, of, the match but, has started when the first people. That's and that's an that's an incorrect rule of the war of the war games match. Like the mat the match starts when two people enter. They just clarify it as you can't have a pinfall or submission. submission. But the it match seems like in this match, end. this match could this war games match could only war games match could only be um, won by submission or. Um, uh, giving up, I guess, quitting. But, oh, yeah. But no, there was no referee in the ring. There, there was no pin. Oh, right. Yeah. So this was just a big. 
it was just a big clusterfuck. Yeah, Don't now, watch and it. it seems like, like now the War Games match is looked on with rose tinted glasses because what the War Games match has become, I think, is its best iteration. Oh, of I course. think well, it's a great. Of course, it has because you know it's a great idea. But I don't think it was ever executed very well by WCW. No, it, it is. It's a, It's an ex. It was. It was. It, it is such a good idea. But they didn't have. But they didn't have anybody capable of writing out the match. The weird thing and none is of these people. Also, none of those people were willing to like actually go by a script. They were yeah. all fucking winging it. Uh, so the first two War Games matches were the Great American Bash. Uh, mm-hmm. Were year. Um, wait, what? They had oh ninety one, so, ninety two. No, nah, apparently. Uh, Great American Bash 87, July 4th, and Great American Bash 1987, July 31st. There were two Great American Bashes in... Uh, in, in one year. In one year, and they both had <laughs> War Games matches. After that, the next, like, 15 or 13 were all house shows. Yeah! Then they had one at Great American Bash in 1989, then another house show, then Wrestle War, then... Then like six more house shows, then Wrestle War, and then after that, it it was they, a full brawl staple. After that point, so this wow. was the first ever time that the War Games match was at the full brawl, and it was at this full was, brawl every year all the way up until nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, and then they had that. Well, the, at that point, because at this point, but before that, I mean, they didn't really have much. They they didn't have a t. I don't know. I mean, in eighty seven, they didn't have a television show, yeah, so like true. they didn't. Um, yeah, I guess it, it, it's interesting to see that. Back it, then, yeah, but, it's all—it's very interesting to see that they—they they were using it. They were probably using them. They were using them as as the gimmick to get people because they were all in different. They were all in different states too. Yeah. So they were, and they, who I knows? Think, they were I think, probably I think using it a lot was of just them for, like it was a brand new kind of thing, right? And it was just like, I guess it caught a bit of like news it caught so from like, the, they, yeah they, from they, the great american it was bash. like an attraction so they took it on tour i guess they you took know? yes they took the they took the war games on yeah. on the house because those are all in 88 88 yeah. and 89 so they, i guess they just circulate they took around two rings and could a big you cage fucking, and... could you imagine how much people would would shit on wwe if they had if they had one wait what two three to 16 if they had 12 steel cage matches in a year could you imagine that? Like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, but um, that's you're. But you're right. They so so it was. It was a ro- It was a very rose tinted glass thing. The fact yeah. that the fact that Triple H knew enough was smart enough. I think enough it's like we're going to grab this thing and 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 do it right. Take we're going to do off. it right. Yeah, we're going to do it right by by doing it right. I'm very intrigued yeah. by the very final WCW um, War Games match. War Games match because um, War Games. Uh, it was Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, and the Harris brothers. Don't know versus don't Booker know. T, Goldberg, Chronic, and Sting. <laughs> but the match was for the World Heavyweight Championship, which Kevin Nash held. You know, and it was also that's done. W, that's two thousand WCW. Yeah, two thousand WCW, and it was yeah, and it, and it was on a Nitro. It was on like a Monday Night Nitro. So I might go and find that after we finish recording. We, yeah, intrigued. we might. Yeah, that's that. That would be a good thing to rewatch. Uh, just because so, I, I know yeah. it's going to be a mess. But that that's, that's so that's that's that. That's the pay per view. That's fall. That's fall brawl ninety three, which is crazy. Uh, once again, the dice gave us two of the worst. The the Survivor Series was was considered one of the worst Survivor Series of all time. Yeah, of all time. Yeah, this was this was like one of the worst WCW events ever. Period. <laughs> it th- 
The our, dice have our, graced us with sh- absolute the, shit, but I'm so happy dice, for it. Yeah, the di- I'm so fucking go- so so so. Speaking of that, let's just bowl right into it because we're already over an hour and a half. Hell yeah. Um, let's get out the dice. And All right. Let's get that in. My, let's figure out what that in the house is going to watch. That's dice. Because okay. I don't really have anything else to say so, about it. Like, uh, no, it was, me neither. Um, yeah. third, there are 30 in your house. Are we going to include the. Uh, do you want to include the NXT ones as well or no? Hmm. Yes. You know what? Um, There's only three of them. So. There's only then then no. All right. So there's, um, well, there's yeah. Ooh, uh, wait, if there's thirty total, yeah. <clears throat> if there's thirty total, I'm trying to think how we could do. Uh, I'm trying to make this unnecessarily complicated. Well, I you know how what I figured. Roll, how do we roll this? Thing? I think. Oh, we, if there's thirty. Oh, go on. You, you yeah yeah go ahead. Oh no, you had you an go. idea too. Oh no. Okay. Go on. You go first. Um, we do the two dice. We do a D twenty and a D ten. Uh and then Yeah, I we guess can't get to We can't get yeah. one to ten though. No, so so here's so here's so here's the deal on that. So here's the idea. If we get either a if we get either a two How about or this? A 30, How about this? I roll a D four. Yeah. Okay. Right. Scrap the four. If it lands on four, I'll re roll it. But if we it's a one, it's one to ten. If it's two, it's two uh 10 to 20 and if it's three it's uh 20 to 30 that makes sense (laughs) not really (laughs) well you know what how about this you do it your way and i'll do it my way and we'll see (laughs) no we we got we just got we gotta get one we can't have okay all right all right you let's do oh you know what how about this let's do let's do my way okay because i'll roll because we can each roll one die I'll get my I'll get a D ten and you take the D twenty. How is that cool? Alright. And then if we and then if we get either if we get either a two or a thirty, yeah. flip a coin, heads it heads it's the number that we rolled, tails it's number one. Uh, alright. Okay. Uh, how about this? How about this? We take yeah. it how about if you roll Oh, shit. I gotta get real. I'm gonna get real close to the mic as if I'm getting close t- to you listening. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I can feel it. It's right in my yeah, ears. I know, yeah, I know because it's right in your ears. It's so yeah. comfortable. <laughs> it really is weird. It really is creepy when you see. Think. I do it to you as well. Mm, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, especially it's if you have it. If you close your eyes, it's like <laughs> it feels even. Worse. <laughs> What the hell is this podcast going to be? Where are we going with this? All right. Let let me just fuck this, dude. Just what you got? A D10? Uh, Yeah, wait. Hold on. Yeah, let me go get it. I got it. Oh, shit. I got a D20. I don't know why I didn't move my dice back to the table after the last time I didn't have them. Yeah, actually, I would would love to roll a D10 because I never get to roll D10s in any of the games that I play because... um, Oh, I got to fucking find... Hold on. I got to... I got a D20. Right, here, ready. God so damn it, I just... We can... If you roll a one and I roll a one, we get two. Okay. But we can't roll one, though. That's the problem. That's what... No, that's what I said. That's why I said if we get... If we if we roll... If we both roll one... Yeah. You're gonna... Oh, wait. Here's some more ASMR for you. The dice... But if we both roll a one, then it's two. Yes. So... Hold on. I'm picking up more dice. If we both roll one... Then, then we flip a coin. Okay. Because 
Or, or if if we roll if we both roll one, if if we get the bottom or the top. So it's basically crit fail or crit success. Right. If we get if if we both roll ones, we flip a coin. Heads it's heads it's the heads it's what we rolled, tails it's number one. Same thing with thirty. If we get if we both roll if I roll a ten and you roll a twenty, we get to thirty, we still flip a coin. And if it's heads, it's thirty. If it's tails, it's okay. I'm sure one. we won't end up in this situation. You roll a ten, I'll roll a twenty, and we'll see. Yeah, that's true. We're gonna hundred <laughs> percent. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh shit! There it is. Okay. All right, you you go ahead. Hold on. Oh, there we go. That's all of them. All right, ready? Yep. Did you roll? I rolled. Oh shit! Me too. All right, what'd you get? I got a seven. I got an 18, so that is 25. So that 25. makes 25. That is uh, In Your House, Judgment Day, In Your House, from October 18th, 1998. Oh, shit. All oh, right. I fucking know this event. I love it. Wait, is this And gonna... In Your House, Judgment Day? What a... What a cra- <laughs> How crazy is that, that we now have the Judgment Day in WWE? What is it? What's that one? In Your House, Judgment? All right. So I'm really tempted to... So there are four matches on the fucking pre-show, which is which is heat back in the day. Holy! Sh- oh yeah. So we got Steve Blackman versus Bradshaw. We got the Oddities versus Los Barocos. We got the Godfather. Los Barocos. Ver- that one. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I butchered that. We got the Godfather versus Farouk, and we got Scorpio uh, versus Jeff Jarrett. And on the actual card, we got Al Snow versus Mark Merrow got LOD 2000 versus the Disciples of the Apocalypse. We got Christian versus Takamichinoku. We got Goldust mm. versus Val Venus. We got X Puck versus D'Lo Brown for the European Championship. We got the Headbangers versus the New Age Outlaws for the Tag Team Championships. We got Ken Shamrock versus Mankind for the Intercontinental Championship. We got Mark Henry versus The Rock. And we got Kane versus The Undertaker with Stone Cold Steve Austin as a special guest referee for the WWF Championship. Holy shit! We got that, the, like forty-seven matches. We got peak. We got peak attitude era here, right here, man. Holy shit! What's that date again? Uh, it's um, October eighteenth, nineteen ninety-eight. I don't know why I have to write it down now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is that? <laughs> Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, so so um, let's see, let's see where we're going to put this on the calendar here. I guess um, we could do it next week. Stephanie going to be our Survivor Series event, but right next week next week we're going to do Survivor Series. So you want to you want to throw this in on the fifth? Okay, we'll do it the week after. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. So yeah, it's next week. Settled. Yeah, next week we're going to get our Survivor Series review from twenty twenty three. Oh yeah. Twenty twenty this year. <laughs> yeah, this year's yeah. Um. Uh, so that's what's next week. Yeah. Oh, we uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Punks Talk Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Patreon where we put up the unedited episodes every week. Uh, that's at Punks Talk Wrestling as well. There is a TikTok with nothing on it at Punks dot Talk dot Wrestling. Oh, that's annoying. But yeah. Uh, I think that's. I think that's it. Yeah, man. I mean, fast in, fast out. Yeah. I mean, go watch Full Brawl Night 93. Do not watch it. <laughs> do not waste your time. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Uh, or do, or I mean, or if you really want to see how, if you don't believe how bad it is. Yeah, I mean, sometimes there's it. a lot of joy in watching terrible things. And there can be. The, 
The Mick, Fo- I mean, fuck the Mick Foley storyline. That thing was that thing was the best. The Ricky yeah. Steamboat, Ricky Steamboat, and and uh, and William Regal. That was a good match, and the whole Foley storyline was pretty good. So I'll give it a. I'll also give it a two out of ten. Yeah, I guess two out of ten <laughs> is pretty apt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two out of ten yeah, is man. pretty good. All right. All right. All right. I uh, yeah. I got nothing more. I got nothing for I got, I got more. Nothing. I got nothing else for you, man. I'm sorry. All right. I think that's it. 